Dude. Dude. Cyberpunk got pushed back. Cyberpunk did get pushed back. This is hot off, hot off the presses. Yeah. This, this news is like two hours old. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't know that it's a huge deal. I'm not super surprised. I think it's okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I don't care either. I think it's good, actually. I would rather have it happen and yeah. the game be polished. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I think is crazy is they spent a ton of money on marketing. There's yeah. been commercials, like mm-hmm. lots of commercials, dude. Lots yeah. of commercials. NFL Sunday, they're they got commercials. When I'm wow. watching wrestling, they got commercials. This it's it's on before Twitch streams. Like they spent money on the on the advertising for this, and it's all going. Yeah. I mean, Ke- Keanu is in the commercials, like him. <laughs> And he's like, it'll so, be out November, whatever date it was, 12th or something, 11th. It won't be out. But now it won't. It's December, I think it's December 12th now or something like that. So not even early December, kind of deep into it a bit. So. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fine. Witcher, Witcher was delayed, I think, at least two times. Witcher 3, specifically. So. Yeah, I... I just from like reading around and stuff, I feel like that game is notorious for uh, pushbacks. Yeah, I would, I would be surprised if it was only two. I I feel like it was more than that. Well, they were significant I, every time. Like so, like six months from now. Yeah, not not twenty one days, which is what. Yeah, Cyberpunk is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I I am really enjoying this time with no game releases. Yeah, pretty just, much. Yeah, just, just cleaning up. So that's good. Like I, I'll, I appreciate some more time to uh, cross items off the backlog. Yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And, and the console releases right at that time too. So there's not. It's not like there's not going to be stuff to play. You know what I mean? Mm, what are you going to play at launch on PS5? Well, assuming that I get a PS5, that's, which is not yes. a not a guarantee. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't. There's not anything I really care about playing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'll not, play Miles Morales. Not demons. I'll I'll play demons, but I'm not like I don't need to have it in my hands at midnight on the day it releases. Yeah. I kind of like want to play Souls Three before I play demons, maybe. Hmm. And not that it would matter. I maybe I'll. I don't know. I'll, it, it'll be a game time decision, but like. Yeah. I'm excited for that game. I think it's it looks amazing. I just. I can wait. Yeah, you know? I I'm but, starting to think I also can wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing to uh, I don't know. There's like nothing to spoil or anything. I I just I don't know. I don't I don't need to be in the know when the conversation about that game is happening. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I don't feel some games I do that that that's just one I don't. All the all the tricks that that game pulled are staples of the series at this point yeah pre-established yeah yeah so it's if any if any if there are any surprises it's going to be for it's going to be for people that already played it like if they make changes or anything like that so yeah and i'm just not expecting anything new from it really so no probably not. other than other than like it looking really good and i just got a pc in the last couple months so that experience has been every (laughs) game that i've played for the last anything you use it for (laughs) yeah so yeah but that's cool. I mean, whatever. Do your thing, CD Projekt Red. I, I almost yeah. wonder if all, all the uh, all the hullabaloo about Crunch made them like 
not cr- make their workers crunch as much, and maybe that's maybe? why. Yeah, maybe they'd scaled it back a little bit. I don't know. I'm tired of hearing about it, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really care either. Yeah. I'm a person that works c- quite a bit of overtime myself, so I don't like yeah. really uh, sympathize that much. I, I don't know if that's a bad thing to yeah, say. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it it is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna not buy the game, and it's good to make hey, no, it's good to make people aware of it. But nobody's nobody's not gonna not. Buy yeah, the game. no, that's the thing. I know. That's, like, it's not that's gonna the thing with all the. It's I'm not gonna, gonna whine about this, but I'm still gonna play it on day one, and then I don't know, something something interesting. I think is that like CD Projekt Red kind of like clapped back about that. I don't know if you saw any of it, but like I don't I don't follow them on the. Uh, socials they they were like we give you we give really really high bonuses to people for doing this did did they uh (laughs) did they like at jason schreier probably they probably (laughs) did i don't know but yeah that so i mean like they they at least defended it a little bit instead of instead of giving some like hand wringing like oh we'll do better we'll do better and not actually do anything like they at least say that they compensate everybody like significantly now on the flip side of that, I'm a person who hates working in general, and money doesn't matter. I would, I would, I would have to get paid a stupid amount of money for like to work overtime. for like as much overtime as apparently they do. And yeah. I think certain people at certain levels do get a stupid amount of money, like because I think if you're depending on your position, you get like crazy residuals for how well the game does. Um. Which I'm sure doesn't trickle down to everybody, so that part sucks for sure. But I don't know. But we're all speaking hypothetical now, and who cares? Really yeah, I mean it's all anecdotal evidence, always too. You yeah. know, so yeah, whatever. Uh, we're we're working overtime on the Whiff Punish Games cast. If you haven't this noticed, is, this is pretty good. the The last episode just went up. Yeah, I think like Monday was it Monday? Yeah, I kind of waited a long time. I I. I was lazy about editing it and stuff too, so. And we're already recording the second one. We're get, we're getting back to a weekly schedule. Somewhat here. nearing, somewhat nearing a normal, yeah, weekly schedule. Yeah. Um, Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. As long as I can play stuff, which, holy shit, I banged out a lot of games on Game Pass since the last time we recorded. Yeah, that's kind of my thing too. Like, we we talk about the news a little bit, but I, us giving new episodes. Is, episodes is completely predicated on have we played anything yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like if there's a game like i'm sure when cyberpunk comes out there might be a lull in episodes because it's like only that yeah we'll be spending a lot of time with that one thing so yeah i i just had some time off and i'm not going anywhere this year i haven't gone anywhere this year because of circumstances and so i too have a lot of things that i've been playing but this is a. Do you want to? Do you want to? Before we get too far into this, I see. Yeah, it's uh, like I said. It's the Whiff Punish Games Cast. I'm Nick, joined by AJ, AJ Suave. To I, you're getting good now. To, I don't even have to remind you. You don't to chat about games of all types, typically video games. But uh, yeah, I think we again are going to have another chunky episode like the last couple because I know personally I have a ton that I played, uh, and yeah. I kind of just want to jump right into something. Yeah, do it up. Sh- hit me in the face. Let's let's get let's get gears out of the way. Okay. 
Because right. I think you're going to be the one that's going to have the most to say about it. But yeah. but we did complete Gears 5. Together. Together. As all a, co-op. As a group. Yeah. With Punish played Gears 5. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, go ahead. You go first. Jump off. Take it. Take it away. Well, what, have, what did you think? Have you was played, it worth your time? Have you played a Gears of War game since two thousand six? If the answer yeah. is yes, then you have played Gears five. <laughs> With some caveats, but sure, I'll give you that. I want to know what the caveats are, but I mean, I would. I don't think it's a waste of time because, like, that is shitty to you, because like we played it together, and like playing stuff together makes things more interesting, no matter what. At yeah. Always. Oh. I wouldn't be offended if you said it was a waste of time, though. If it wouldn't be the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> What's the meanest thing I've ever said to I, you? I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but <laughs> that's probably it true. Would, it probably is. It wouldn't be the most offended I've been by something you've said to me. I'll put it that way. And yeah. It's it's, it's uh, easier to maybe stomach. <laughs> I I do think that game is completely irrelevant as an experience. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, wow, <laughs> I I really do like, and and I felt the same way about four. I I thought four was just nothing. It it was so nothing playing through that game. It left no impact on me other than I have moved on from Gears of War. I haven't. I have nothing. I have nothing left for that series. And and thinking back on it, I played those games for the multiplayer. That is that is mostly what I played those games for. Yeah. Like I played through the campaign, and when the first game came out, you know that was crazy. Like that was a really big deal. I played through it a bunch of times. I played through it co-op multiple times with different people. Like played the shit out of that game because it was a launch 360 game. There wasn't really too much to play at launch on 360, and and that kind of just got me on a track personally of like, okay, I really like this multiplayer. And then we played two a shit ton, and we played three a shit ton, but. After that, I just I just didn't really need it anymore, I guess. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that opinion. Yeah, I uh, I have a little bit closer relationship to it. I I co-opted my way through all of those games, oh. like with my brother specifically. Yeah, you know we we did every difficulty. We wow, the harder difficulties on those. At least I remember on the earlier games was like, no thank you. Yeah, but it's just a, uh, you know, it's just one of those games that it, the co-op, the co-op thing for me and him, like the split screen, wasn't offered by a ton of games. Yeah. So any game that had that, like I can give you a ton of B, like B games that we would have played. Yeah. That I really think highly of that probably aren't that amazing games do you know what i mean yeah but just because we were able to share that experience and like really you know one playstation with with brothers or whatever xbox whatever we're playing on yeah like taking turns and sharing in one player games is is like harder to do because right you know we both want to play whatever so those experiences always offered more to us and that kind of just like carried through college like yeah, I I played those games with my roommates, just the same way I did with my brother. I mean, it's actually amazing that Gears still does offer that experience. Like that split screen has. We didn't play split screen, but we could have, and like that's really uncommon for 
high, highly detailed, highly graphic intensive games anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's hard so, to render both screens and whatever. So yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted that. I wanted, I knew the game would push my computer's, uh, graphical yeah. limits. Yeah. It did and look so amazing. I, I, yeah. I wanted to see that. Um, and it, it got reviewed pretty good. You know, it's just one of those games I didn't want to pass up without touching it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, how do you how do you update a uh, a game that's that old? Yeah, the gameplay. That's I don't know how you update that at all. Well, the the way they did is they added an open world, <laughs> which yes, we didn't did. engage with at all. No. <laughs> I probably would have if it was just me playing it, but so yeah, there was there was no way in hell I was doing more shooting I, than we already were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to knock the open world content though if we didn't engage with it. So I'll say that. I will. I will go ahead and do that <laughs> uh, because it's unnecessary. Hypo- hypothetically speaking, I, I I would be very surprised if somebody said it was valuable. Have you read that it was valuable? I didn't read about it a ton, to be okay. honest. I I just think that it's hard to criticizing criticize a game for not trying things new, and then when they do try something new, and you just say, "No, nah, I don't care," like you're you're kind of like it's, you got to choose one or the other. You know what I mean? Sure. So we I, I we didn't engage with it. I'm not going to say anything about it. I think the skiff was kind of a cool thing. They mm. they made they made a cool uh, open world environments to zoom around in like the storm effects in both the snow yeah. and and desert world were pretty sweet yeah tech wise it was neat yeah yeah and and that even extended into the combat sections where you could like shoot ice and the the guys would fall on the ice and so there was some yeah. added like strategy stuff that they threw in but other than that standard gears experience yeah very standard and I and I will say that. In the pursuit of finding new enemies for you to shoot, they have gone down a path that I don't really enjoy that much with, like, the snatchers and the... They put weak weak points on enemies... That you can't hit. That you can't hit. And it's like, <laughs> this enemy takes a bill... My whole clip. Like, I have 600 bullets. It takes 600 bullets yeah. to kill this enemy. Ammo was a straight-up problem the whole time on, like, normal difficulty. (laughs) Yeah, so just... I could imagine, like, if you don't want to play the game, how it would just be terrible, because everything about it is, like, kind of extended out to the point where... Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you for playing with me, is what I'm saying. You're welcome. (laughs) Do you remember so many extended health bar enemies in the original trilogy because there Uh, there were there were so many bullet sponge enemies in this game and and there would have been in four also because i don't think any of these enemies were new in five maybe the warden was new i can't remember but holy shit like because because like you're saying some some enemies just take all the ammo you have but it happens all the time and they're not exactly like changing the scenario that you're fighting them in or anything. Like they're kind of just there a lot and and that's it. And it was just I just don't remember that from original gears, really. Like there might like yeah. 
the gear the original gears had um they had vehicle sequences yeah yeah where they had like the krill and you you had to stay in the light yeah they had those divulging path sequences where they would you'd pick a side yeah and one person would and so you'd, it'd be like a one player game yeah that didn't really happen in this one either and they had they had like stuff where one person would get a sniper rifle and have to cover the other person as mm-hmm. they would run through. So they didn't have any of that. Yeah, they didn't do any of that. And and like the snatcher and the the weak point enemies that we're complaining about, I think most of them were added in Gears Four. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, and Gears Four also had robots, yeah, which were bullet spongy as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I I don't I don't know the answer. Like we we said this last week. How do you how do you do a sequel? Yeah, and then your answer was you don't do a sequel, and like yeah, I mean it, it feels play it. feels mean to say, but like the an, another Gears trilogy feels completely pointless. It it, yeah. it feels it feels like a totally just financial driven decision because it's like the own one of the only exclusives they have, and that's just why it's not interesting to me at all, like. It was like, oh, we need a Gears game, so let's just keep making Gears games, and here's this, we're going to splinter off this studio that only makes Gears games. Yeah, yeah and, like, I don't know, I don't know what the scene is for Gears. I don't either, like, actually, yeah. They, there might be a thriving fan base for that, so Maybe. it might not, it might not be as clinical as you're, as you're making it sound with, you know, the <laughs> financial decision. Like, there might be people that actually want to play these games. I wonder. Because <laughs> I, I was one of them. I am one of them. I'll play Gear 6 for sure. Yeah, I um, will not. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that they, you know, they try to give weighty moments to the characters and there's some stuff at the end of this game that i was like kind of blown away pretty surprising by. actually yeah so you know there's there's big moments and there's stuff that has impacting like value on the series moving for you forward in terms of narrative at least um it just like one of the things that was weird i'm trying to speak generally so as not to spoil it but you know, whatever <laughs> it is uh, a year old one of the things that I thought was weird was that, like, the entire premise of the game was trying to figure out, like, what's the girl's name? Kate? Mm, yeah. I think it's Kate. Uh, That's pretty good. It's pretty good yeah, we aren't right. sure. Yeah. Uh, what, It was trying to figure out, like, what what's the deal with her background and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like the game has already revealed that, like, three games ago. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the twists and stuff aren't twists because you, as the player, kind of already know the lore and backstory of what's going on. And so you're, like, watching the characters discover it, which, like, isn't as interesting as as it would be if you were kind of experiencing it through them but discovering it yourself, too. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I don't know. It it looked good and... I like playing co-op. The weather effects were cool. That's about all I, I can say. <laughs> oh, wait. No, the best thing was the Swarmac. The Swarmac. Yeah, Swarmac. It was wor- it was wor- Gears 5 exists purely because they introduced the Brewmac Swarm, a.k.a. the Swarmac. That might have been in the fourth one. Though. Oh, really? I don't remember well, it being Well, the, the Swarm fourth. was from the fourth I know, one. I know, but I don't, rem- I don't remember anybody saying Swarmac, but... 
I don't, I could, I could have, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you a thing that happened in four other than the swarm was a thing and everything was orange. That, that's and what, the mechs. You like the mechs. Oh, yeah. At the very end of Gears 4, getting in a mech was awesome. That, that was a really cool thing. We did not get we in did, mechs in 5. We did get a weird skiff that didn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense as a vehicle at all. It's insane. But but it's a, it's not Earth, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe they hit that maybe was they the different logic. physics. Yeah, that was the logic. Different physics there, there, and rules. There's got to be different physics for them to develop those huge muscly bodies, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're just the Gra- gravity. Gravity has to work a different. The way. gravity is probably so intense on Sarah or whatever. I think it was is the planet. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Gears. Um, I appreciate you playing it with me. Uh, it does look beautiful and there is dlc coming for it yeah there's dlc coming out in like a month and a half or whatever which is random and it's story dlc well i don't think it's random actually a year later that is that's a long time for most they propositioned it as oh that's true i agree with that yeah but they propositioned it as i think they're just trying to show off what the series x can do and they don't Mm. have games that's true to launch the series x with and this is their first party game that shows off their tech and they have they already had all that nice stuff in the game like they can crank it up higher and you know yeah that's that's what it's for that's a good point that's what it's for and i i really like that you know you you sent me uh an article that said hey this dlc got announced and there's like a a screen of a character that's on, on that article i yeah, I, th- I really like the way that guy looks. That they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they made it, he look he looks cool. I, I thought it was a cool character design for him. So you know what's funny? That character is in the main menu. Like you know when you go into the main menu of the game and it like gives you a random character model to look at. Yeah, he was him? one of them, and he was not in the game. There's like forty characters on the uh, multiplayer thing that oh. you can choose from, and there's there's a there's like a horde mode, hive mode thing where you you escape the hives i forgot there's like this whole i forgot they added that whole new mode yeah 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 yeah. there's like this whole game as a service like thing yeah that's attached to that that i have no idea no what that is so i'm, I'm sure it could be part of that or something I don't, i'm not sure but i i like the art style of that game i know i know you're not big on it but not really no i i again like going back to the original like it it was pretty cool and different when it first came out and I and I was into the aesthetic I think but then it that like super buff beefy whatever characters thing kind of became pretty common as video like as during the 360 PS3 generation so like now it's kind of just I think it looks generic at this point um so I don't know yeah I just it just reminds me of like predator and yeah i do like an action hero i do like that comparison yeah it's just and that's what i mean they're soldiers cogs yeah you know whatever that's cool i'm cool with it but well no so speaking of commando i want i want the gears game in the universe in universe of gears where it's the premise of commando where it's really just somebody like arnold schwarzenegger raising hell in modern day america Instead of, killing you know, locusts, fighting locusts killing and swarm. stuff. Yeah, and then at the very end, there can be, like, a super long marathon of him just murdering everybody. That's the Gears game I want to play. They did miss the boat by not sending us to space in the final. <laughs> we, we launched, we did 
two the acts, whole game, two the acts whole game. of that game are the exact same things. <laughs> you yeah, do the really exact same thing in, in two acts out of four. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so Gears. <laughs> it's on Game Gears. Pass, <laughs> which yeah, is it's, nice. It's, it's worth... I mean, it's worth playing on Games Pass just to see how it looks. You don't have to spend any money on it. Just boot it up. Look there, at you it. Saw it. Shut it off. Then you're good. You That's know true. I mean? Yeah. That opening, the opening part, I think, is pretty sweet. I'll still hold it. Like, yeah. You, launch, you get to launch a rocket. You get, you get to fight basically every enemy that's in the game. It does hit almost <laughs> everything that you do for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. You know what you're in for. Yeah. If you, if you enjoy that, keep playing. If you don't, you didn't miss out. <laughs> yeah. What uh? What have you been doing on your vacation? Uh, nothing. Screen to screen. Yes. Watching movies, playing games. We did some board games. I visited some family, really. So. Yeah. Um, we took care of that, but you know, other than that, I've been chilling, man. It's been kind of nice. I go back to work tomorrow for the first time. Nice. And it sucks. It's depressing. That is depressing. <laughs> it's like it's fall and like it's dreary outside, and it's just like so nice to sit on my couch all day in sweatpants. Yeah, in sweatpants, there's nothing better. Yeah. But the time off from work really does help me. I'll go back to work, and I'll be all cheery, and everyone's going to be all cranky, and they're going to be like, what's what's wrong with you? And it's like, ah. You know, I'm, <laughs> I haven't been here for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I've been away from the drama, so. Yeah. That's good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing games, lots of games. Um, I'll, I'll start off with one that we both played. We'll, we'll keep this, uh, sure. this back and forth going. Um, I knocked out in one sitting, uh, Greece, yeah. G-R-I-S, not G-R-E-E-C-E. Yeah. Uh, which is a little indie art platformer available on Games Pass. Yep. <laughs> I would call this game an interactive art exhibit. Yeah. And the interactive part resembles a video game, a yeah. platformer video <laughs> yeah. game. That's how I would, that's how I would describe the game. Yeah. So, uh, what, what did you think about it? the the art was amazing and yeah. i really and i really liked i believe that word is is gray in another language i don't know which language but i let's go with french it might be french but the just the, just the aesthetic of it looks french to me for some reason yeah I I, i'm why. not sure what the developer i'm not sure where they're from either but yeah so like i think that's the small team small developer yeah i appreciate that yeah. The credits only took like 45 seconds. I'm a guy who always watches the credits because <laughs> I like to hear the end song in a game. It's like the final statement that a game can make is that final song. So I always watch the credits. I'm crazy a little bit, I know. Yeah. Nobody uh, nobody has time for that. Nobody. I do. Someone worked hard on that credit sequence. I'm going to watch I don't it, know. Right? I, sure. Hey, any video game uh, people listening to us, that if you make video games... Your hard work and toil does get noticed. Do you no read every Nick name? Says. Oh, yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? And I'll think to myself, that's a weird name. Oh, I wonder if they're related. <laughs> oh, that guy's French. <laughs> no, I, I mostly just concentrate on the music. And I, I like when the credit sequences do, like, artsy things. And, and so they're, like, doing splash screens and stuff. That's kind of fun. Yeah, so. like, I certain ones can do it well. Like, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 had a good credit sequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but 
I uh, I yeah, d- that was that one was really good. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I got chills actually with the what you with you just saying. It's a great that, game. So. It's a great game, yeah. and the and the the credits are important because of the song yeah. and yeah. reliving all of the things that happened. Yeah, it's yep. it's really good. But um, yeah, Gre Greece or Gree, the S might be silent. Yeah, let's call that. It's called Gree. I like. It, I think it's Gree. I I I like the the premise of it starts out black and white and over the course of the game, you're just adding color back to the world. And that's like a really good, super basic thing for what and, and it, it is. It goes with the art style really well because yeah. it's, it's watercolor. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, like a watercolor painting. So yeah. when the color splashes into the world, it literally like bleeds into, into the, like, like if you were painting watercolor on a piece of paper that, Think back to art class in, in, in fifth grade for me right here. Mm-hmm. If you would, you know, paint your wet paintbrush of paint onto the paper, it kind of bleeds out into it. That's like the way the the games handles the yeah. color kind of. When they introduce the in. colors, it like literally does that. And, and yeah. it's a really cool effect to watch things change over time. And like as you're as you're adding in the primary, it's it's the primary colors plus green. <laughs> that you that you have to find. And I was so confused by that. By the way, I'm, I was thinking in my head, like, what what colors? This is something's messed up here. So what, what? I this is like I'm getting out of my element here. But green is at green became at some point an important color for rendering things and and like like cables and stuff. Like in component cables, there's a green cable, right? So like there. At some point, it became more than just red, blue, and yellow. Green got thrown in, and so now that's just like a common thing. But I agree because I, I was like, "Oh, there's only going to be three colors." No, actually, green is one of them too. <laughs> well, the other thing is, I hit the pause menu right after I brought red back to the world, and it, it was like an achievements list, hmm. and it said "brought red back." Yeah, and there was like 25 achievements. Yeah, because so there's a like, bunch of collectibles. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, how many colors are we going to do oh, here? Oh, I see. Because that, that was like not right at the beginning of the game. It, 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 I had played for 40 yeah. minutes or so before that happened. So I was like thinking, yeah. is this longer than I thought it was? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that that's the basic thing. Other than that, as a platformer, it adds in abilities when you get a new color or like on your way towards another color, you'll get a new ability. And that is where I think the game is a made a they made a huge mistake with that stuff. Like I, I don't I don't think I don't think it needed any of the puzzle stuff at all. I I think what it did was it is an art game. It looks very nice, and it it really could have been a push your stick to the right and jump a couple times, and I would have liked that more. I didn't need I didn't need the puzzle solving stuff because sometimes. Sometimes it actually got in the way of itself where like I couldn't I couldn't get a thing to work the way it was supposed to work. And so I was just repeating a thing over and over and you got frustrated. It wasn't really it wasn't really frustrating. It was more like is this impatient? It, no, is is you're this isn't what you're trying to show with the game. Like you're not you're not you're not doing some super clever puzzle. You're not it, you know, it's like a puzzle. See, that, it's a puzzle every like thirty minutes. I would, so. I would disagree with the the cleverness. I think some of it was pretty clever, mm. 
But I also, I did not struggle with any of it at the whole time, ever. Oh, really? I definitely I, I definitely missed a couple jumps where I was like, how did I miss that jump? I breezed right through the game with no problems you whatsoever. Didn't, you, didn't think, uh, you didn't think that last area was confusing at all? I thought that last area was like, I had no fucking idea what I was doing, and I just happened to finish it. No way. Like, it, was... felt, it felt like I was like, wait, haven't I gone this way already? Or haven't I gone this way already? Like, I, I was never actually sure I was doing the right thing. And that, that like, that drove me crazy because I like so, to think I have a pretty good sense of direction. And I, I don't know. So did you, like, run into game mechanics that stopped you, like, all the way through the game? Or was it, like, the last thing that you did that really tripped you up and then you were like, oh... I feel like it's getting in its way. Nothing stopped me. It was, I mean, it was, I never got like confused, like actually confused or hindered or anything. No, I, I, I think as soon as it, as, as soon as I had to redo a thing, I think it failed. Like yeah. as, as soon, as soon as those basic ass, like your problem. No, not well, no, 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 no. Journey, journey. You just breeze right through even doing the things that you have to do to breeze through it, like the the random weird puzzles or the platforming or whatever. I didn't play Journey. Oh, you need to play Journey. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I played. I I've. It's one of those games that I like tried to get my wife to play. I was like, hey, we're gonna play through this together. Yeah. And I like, wanted her to play, so I was like, she was running the controller, and we got like a little bit into it, and she was struggling a little bit, and for some reason we never went back to it, and like I just haven't gone back myself and. Oh yeah. And done done the thing. That that's what I would point to that that does the minor it's it's more of an experience it's not so much a game yeah and i think i think gree should have been experience first and maybe not really game a game like yeah. I, I like i don't i don't know that it needed any of that and i just i didn't like dislike it but i also was like eh, i could have like not played this i'm trying to i'm trying to think back on the powers that you get like the swimming one you do I the you do the cool. swimming thing you do the stomp with you turn into a square and like break through yeah, stuff yeah. and the last I, you I, start so, saying you get the singing thing for like ve- the yeah, very yeah, end yeah. of the game so i i really liked kind of how that game like for me it worked perfect mm. the game doesn't have any exposition at all no which is cool it kind of just pushes like you said you push your stick to the right you kind of just go and like yeah. even like you're col- you collect like stars or whatever they're like little things that go into the constellation yeah and that's kind of what activates the world to give you your power and so like there would be there were it like didn't tell you how to solve the puzzles <laughs> no so, not at all <laughs> so like i kind of just organically like oh i'm a i have a ground pound now mm-hmm. if i go if i walk over to this part in the ground i can see the ground cracked like oh i've played enough video games to know that if i do the ground pound that's and i like enjoyed it like rewarded my video game intelligence i felt like and and the game didn't it so this is probably a thing like we said when we were talking about carry on where people can get hung up because it, it doesn't really point you in directions yeah but i i appreciated that it didn't hold my hand and that the puzzles like they built on each other and they made sense and they even like combined the abilities combined a little bit to the point where you were like using, you know, your swimming power, you swim out of the water and then you do an air jump or, you know, whatever the abilities that you were getting. I I just really, I really liked how like it didn't tell you anything. 
but you kind of just progressed anyways because of the way they built the level design and and all of that yeah and so for me like i i i enjoyed the art first really yeah and i want to mention the soundtrack too because it was awesome ambient electronic soundtrack that would build in like just the right moments and it kind of made the like level transitions and like big uh moments where you know a boss would come or whatever like it made those moments feel bigger and it and it gave the whole experience like a nice um like emotional feel kind of yeah is, is how i how i would perceive it but uh yeah i i, I love that game dude I, I maybe it's like that type of experience because i had a, a lot of similar feelings when i played ori this year mm. and that game, I think, feels better as a platformer. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, oh yeah. You know, it's it's a it's another like art as a game type of thing, mm-hmm. and I just really enjoy seeing people like not not draw realistic looking humans mm-hmm. and and turn that into like a vibrant breathing painting that I can interact with with a controller yeah like that's cool Grease world was super weird and like you know uh abstract which was which was cool i the other the thing i didn't mention that drove my impatience crazy is your movement your your base movement speed is it's it's too slow it's it's just straight up too slow and like I, i don't know that you 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 could take in everything that happens in that game at a little bit faster speed. Like I like it was just there were there were times where I was running and I was just like okay, yeah. I'm just I'm but, waiting for you to get to the other side of the screen cuz like But you weren't looking at all the stuff. But I was. I I, I, like... I was looking at it. I saw it. I took it all in. I had I had so much time to take it all in that I still was waiting for her to get to the other side of the screen. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a not a thought that I had, but I I did talk to you after you played it, so I knew that you uh yeah you had felt that way, but I I didn't really have that issue. Yeah, I don't I don't think that I generally have more patience than you do with games. Like I don't I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but sometimes when we play games and talk about them together, I do think that with with things, and that's weird. yeah cer- certain th- certain things I have no patience for. And None. Yeah, like certain that yeah as as soon as as soon as something rubs me the wrong way it's it's all downhill from there so (laughs) don't don't piss him off yeah yeah but i would uh would you even give that a thumbs up game i i don't know that it's really completely forgettable yeah i i don't know that i would really tell anybody to play it uh wow like it's and it feels mean to say that because like it really does have like a really good look and and whatever but and it's free on games it's on game pass Three hours long. It's, it's not it's even very like short. a big. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's very short. But it, that's where it's like, oh, you haven't played Journey. Play Journey, or or like there's there's another game that is from one of the people that worked on Journey called Abzu. Play that before you play Gree, or 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 play any play Ori before you play Gree. Like there, there's there's so many other games I would recommend before that one. So, I don't know. If you're looking yeah. for something like that, it's on Game Pass. So yeah, and can't lose anyone. can't lose anything, I guess. I I like that game so much. I would buy it 
Oh, like yeah. I, I thought about purchasing it. To, this it's a small studio. Yeah, to, to support them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just let me let me put this in the library. I don't know if I'll ever touch it again. Like I, I told my wife, you should play this. I kept calling her over while I was playing it and saying, "Look how cool this looks! Look how cool this looks!" Yeah, so, see, I, th- I, I, the puzzle and everything stuff in that game. Somebody that doesn't play video games, I think, would be like, "Yeah, it'd be hard for them. Where do I go and what do I do? Yeah, where? But that's that's part of the experiment. Like, why I wanted to play is because I want to see if somebody who doesn't have that knowledge can organically yeah. solve those things the way that I can. Yeah. And I, there's no, I have no, yeah, like perspective on that, so I can't really even speak to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know I think that's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. So because it it does it does you know we talked about Mario Maker a while ago when that came back and yeah the whole level design thing as you know you put the coins here to make the person jump and that shows them that they're supposed to jump yeah and I and I wonder like I had thoughts that were you know kind of around that idea when I was playing this game I because I would think oh those butterflies are there for this and like it, I or like I said I organically kind of processed the information that the game was giving me and then used that to complete the game and I thought the game was designed well because of that so it's interesting that you would say that you don't think that I could so I, I could see I could see somebody cuz I was thinking about it while playing it I like especially that last area I was like if I, if I didn't have even a general good sense of direction I'd have no fucking idea where to go yeah, like because it all looks it looks great, but it also looks the same. A lot of yeah, things look yeah. the same. It's like it drops you into like an open area, and it wants you. Well, it really all you have to do is go all the way to the right and all the way to the left. It's kind of all <laughs> yeah. you have to do, really. Potentially, yeah. I mean, at any at any point in the game, go all the way right. If there's a wall, that's not the way to go. They go all the way left, and like so yeah. naturally, me being a person who like looks around in in a game. Like I'll, I will walk, even if I know it's not the right way, I will walk that way oh. to see if they put any art yeah. and direction and stuff over there. Yeah, totally. And so just from me walking back and forth, I kind of will find my way through things. And so I don't know, that's maybe that's part of why I didn't have a problem with it, but yeah, who knows? Give me a sec. I'm going to shut my door real quick. All right, we're back. That's where you insert the commercial. <laughs> If we had commercials, what, what would we what would we be sponsored by if we were sponsored? Um, What's the first sponsorship we should go after? <laughs> this is a good question for the listeners. This if is... you have a suggestion, please write in. We'll take your suggestions. You can go ahead and pitch our uh, email and uh... <laughs> with punishgame at g- uh, gmail dot com. Uh, I I don't know actually. I don't know what. I don't. I don't. Even, I can't even come up with anything. How about like ramen noodles Al- or something? Alcohol. And ramen noodles. I had ramen noodles today. Because <laughs> I, it's, it's got Because I eat like I'm a fucking twenty year old. <laughs> it's got to be pizza or cheese. Like one oh, of the cheese. one of the two. Definitely things. sponsored by cheese. Just cheese. <laughs> but we're sponsored by Big Cheese. Just any corp, any cheese corporation. Yeah, it's good cheese. Sponsored by cheese. Yeah, cheese is life. I have yes. um. I have a couple things I could talk about off of that. Uh, off of cheese is life. Yeah, off of cheese is life. Um, yes, I do. Uh, so another game pass. All of the ones that I'm going to talk about are like the final wrap up of my f- last month of Game Pass. Yeah, Spirit Fair. Spirit Fair actually came out this year, so this is 
somewhat of a relevant game. Yeah, it came out like re- pretty recently, didn't it? Uh, Last month. I actually think it was like way earlier this year, but I don't know. Okay, well, that shows how much <laughs> yeah, I know time, about time, video games. I don't know why I have a, a show. Time is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But it came out in 2020. Spiritfarer is on... I believe it's on... Everything? It might not be on PlayStation. I'm not sure. But it's for sure on Game Pass. So, uh, And that's Xbox and PC Game Pass. But... Uh, I want to say right off the bat, this would be a wonderful Switch game. So, if you have what makes a wonderful Switch game, something that you we, something that you can easily you you don't dip in and you out can of. just dip in and out of. Yeah, like you don't have to really worry about anything. It's not stressful. There's no weird save points or anything. Travel with you. Yes. Yeah. Doing it. Doing it in a comfortable, like prone position, right in front of your face. Traveling on a plane or a train or in a car or something. I like to play games while running high knees in my living room. <laughs> That's how I play games. A lot of people do play on on treadmills, <laughs> and and someday I sort of hope to be that person if I had room. I that I would like that at your house, mm-hmm. not at the gym. You should be that guy at the gym. No, I'm not going to take my switch to the gym. That would that would be. That's saw, too much. I saw Razer came out with their controller that hooks to the sides of your phone now. You don't even have to I'm, bring uh, your Switch. You can just bring your phone with your Razer controller. I have too much social anxiety to be that person that is playing their Switch in the gym. <laughs> but you watch you watch anime, don't you? Uh, No, I actually rarely did that. I think I watched a, a little bit of Dragon Ball so Super. Maybe that's Josh. Yeah, Josh does, does that. It. I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Super at the gym, but for the most part, I would I would podcast. watch like I would listen to podcasts or watch YouTube stuff, um, but anyway, Spirit Fair. Spirit Fair I did not play a ton of frankly because because I got a little bored, but I do think it's solid. It, it's a solid thing. Again, another another beautiful game with like really good artwork and nice colors and des- like character designs and stuff. But you are. I didn't get far enough to like really grasp exactly how it was doing this, but you are playing the role of a a Greek god named Charon that ferries he was also in Hades, by the way. Sure. Yeah. That ferries the, the dead. Souls of the dead. Yeah. They, on the river Styx. Yeah. So the, I didn't know this was a, this game had a Greek uh Wow, that's so well, interesting. Well no, so hold on. The, it's Spirit Fair does that. It it does that. It it introduces Charon, but it does not say anything else about anything. <laughs> so it's he's in the game for a second, and you take over his role. It never mentions the river sticks. Oh, and it, okay. And it, so I was thinking that you played as Karen. No, you you take Charon. You basically are just some random person that is dead or. Not dead. Yeah, I, I don't it. know. I get it. Yeah, you're taking over the role of the boatman. But you are you are the boat person. You are steering the boat of dead so souls to. Do you collect items to sell to people as well? Because that's what he does yes. in Hades. Yes, you do. So that must be part of Greek mythology. That must not. It's must be why they used him. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I. I. Th- I, I would have considered myself somewhat familiar with Greek mythology, but I don't know it's much. Very sprawling. I don't know much about Charon. Yeah, and and it is there's a lot. Yeah, so yeah, so you t- you take over his responsibility of ferrying people to the afterlife, but 
I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I I you didn't make it that I far. didn't get to that point, and I kept thinking like, when when, when do you when do you do that? Because like, it's it's a management game. Like yeah, it's yeah. your 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 boat is huge. You're you're managing a big boat, and you're not on a river. It's more like an ocean, and you're traveling between islands and whatever, collecting things to build things to make meals for people aka cheese's life and you're giving those meals to nice the, nice transition the spirits there. so they're happy and when they're happy they help you tend to your ship so it's a it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of like tedium that isn't bad it's like it's it's basic That's enough the point and they, of the game yeah really it's basic what, enough yeah, yeah. and they have some like cool little mini games like during has, those te- it, those things those tasks it sounds like an animal crossing or this like is why i can stardew valley type thing yeah I, it's probably maybe more akin to stardew valley i compared it to animal crossing and i got like thrown under the bus by josh and our friend of the show dustin and i was like i don't think i'm that far off base with that but Did i don't josh know play that game i can't remember he, he uh, didn't play spirit fair he played animal crossing but uh but I, I I think generally, in the most general terms, it is probably somewhat close to Animal Crossing. Uh, but I could be wrong. I played probably like six hours of Spirit Fair, and I was into generally I would say I was into it, but I didn't it's it's one of those things of like I don't really want to commit time to this. And yeah, is that kind of game just not your jam really? I, I haven't played many of them i guess so then i would say yes but i i don't know that i've really given that genre a chance uh but if you're not interested in it then that's why it wouldn't be your jam that's I, kind of the point i mean yeah i just don't know is spirit fair a good example of one of them because yeah, yeah, i haven't really played yeah. many of them so i don't know yeah, and i've been trying to get you to play stardew valley for years and you're like nah <laughs> nah yeah i don't i don't really want to play stardew valley so that is probably it, it's it's, it's weird because I like the creative stuff. Like I I'm way into that in a lot of games, like Minecraft. But I think I need I think I, yeah, like Minecraft is purely creative, right? Yeah. Like it, it and but uh, I don't know. Like I I just like lost interest in tending to everybody and and like making sure they were happier and whatever. And I got like four of the characters, and I th- I think there's like ten plus or so. And apparently you do get to a point where you do actually, like, send them to the afterlife, and they're gone permanently. So I didn't get that far. Does it, does it, uh, I wonder if it, uh, like, differentiates between which afterlifes you're sending them to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because, like, I, I spent a lot of time with the first few of them doing miscellaneous, like, quests for them. And I kept waiting. I was like, aren't we supposed to, like, you know, aren't you supposed to be moving towards, you know, like... <laughs> dying final resting place. yeah like aren't you supposed to be like and like getting to the end or like you're kind of just hanging around in limbo for a little bit so i i don't know but yeah i mean it's the reason i said it was a good switch game is i would maybe come back to it more often in that capacity yeah. as opposed to like something on my computer or on a yeah. console or whatever like if it was on switch it would be like oh i'll fire this up and you know, go to this island and chop down a tree and maybe send somebody to their final yeah, yeah. rest or something. But if you're sitting down at your computer, there's all these other big ticket games that yeah. you're picking Spirit Fair over that you don't feel that that's a thing that you would want to do personally. Yeah, and and if I want to do something that's like somewhat tedious, I'm probably just going to play Factorio. 
So yeah. like I it it it's it's like it's like this in between of like really light management and it just looks really nice. Um so like I think that's a big part of it is like it it's just a nice game to experience and it's yeah. it's calming and chill and whatever. But yeah. How's the writing? Uh I don't know that Did it, it make you laugh. Some of no? it was funny. Some some of it was funny. Um Caron was actually pretty funny. I think it started out really well. Like when yeah. when you you like immediately meet him and they do the like gibberish dialogue where like they they kind of just go <laughs> like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And but but sometimes like Caron specifically would like say one word. Like the voice actor like Record, yeah, like like one of the words in so the text. So he would be like, in a minute, in a minute, cheese. Yes, yeah, yeah, like that. And I thought that was hilarious, but like that didn't happen again. So I don't, which makes it even weirder. It made it even weirder that he did that. But well, I'm, that makes me wonder if they just front loaded all the good stuff at the beginning of the game, or if there's like a ton of good stuff in the game waiting for you. There, to there discover. is plenty. There is plenty I didn't see. Like there, there was some. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was some cool moments that you kind of just stumble across. Like it, it. It it shows what it is very quickly, and then as you do some of the actual like story specific quests, that's when some of them are pretty unique and interesting. Like yeah, that that's it's an interesting way because like I feel like Animal Crossing does the same thing, mm. but like the stuff you're doing in hour ten is does in no way in no way resembles what you're doing in hour one hundred and ten, and. Yeah, I didn't play the game. I just know from watching my wife play. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. So I could see how that would expand to a point of. Yeah, I got to the point where I was like totally autonomous because because there was there was a point where I was like, is this still tutorializing stuff for me? Yeah, yeah. And and I think I only just got past that part. So, uh where I was, I could see like, okay, I'm going to be doing kind of the same general thing. And like, maybe there will be, maybe there will be this one highlight moment, which like one of them, I had to go find this giant sea serpent and it had a bunch of rocks growing out of it. And I needed to mine the rocks because it's a resource you needed for stuff. And by mining the rocks, I made him feel better. And that was like this one specific like moment in the game where it was like, oh, the, here's this new, here's this new environment and like thing, and you got to do this thing on him, you know, and like stuff like that. I'm sure happens over the course of it. I just didn't see any more of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So just to jump off of that, and Karen, I'm still playing Hades. Yeah. I think that game is amazing. I just bought it. I bought it today. I really do. I I I think. I don't. I don't know how, how much I said last week that I I can add to it this week. I finally did make it out once. Yeah, I've beaten Hades, the god, mm-hmm. not the game. Um, and it, of course it wants you to do again. Yep, go again, and um, I can't get back to him. Really, I, ha- I it's been like six or seven runs. Wow, and I haven't even made it back to him. They they introduce a mechanic that lets you like up the difficulty of the game a little bit. Yeah. And I'm using that, but it's not making the enemies harder and the only thing that I'm doing to make the game more difficult is I made the shop stuff more expensive. Hmm. So maybe just incrementally increasing prices has meant that I don't have as much health, but 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. If I just had that one lucky run, hmm. and uh, like I said last week, I've still I'm not I'm not like looking up the best builds and stuff to use. Yeah, and there's still a ton to to discover, and I kind of like that, and that's kind of how I've been playing is just choosing all the things so that I can see what everything does, mm-hmm. so that I can decide what the best build is. Yeah, but um, I. I keep finding new ways that they expand, like just ideas that I've been using for the first twenty hours of the game, and I think that's awesome. That is awesome. And and uh, the writing is still intriguing. Intriguing. I'm into the like the relationship builder thing with all the different gods. Like I'm trying to up my my relationship to see more of like what their individual stories are, and I'm earning currency. Because, like, you earn currency to also, like, build, kind of. Okay. Um, Like, you can decorate oh. the House of Hades in your room and stuff. Okay. And so that's kind of neat. Yeah. And so I'm doing that, too. And I think that game just has, like, a lot to offer, and it's real sweet. Yeah, the... um, Did we mention this? The, the dialogue... There is apparently an unreal amount of dialogue in that game. Yeah, and, and, like, one of the things I think is so interesting about it is, like, so I played it, and I made all these choices of who I was going to, like, every time you play, every chamber you clear, it gives you a choice between two or three, really, like, upgrades. Mm-hmm. And some of them, you know, you might, it might be a health upgrade, one might be just coins to spend, one might be an upgrade from a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, every time you get an upgrade from a god, they talk to you. So the game kind of organically like gives you yeah like different story, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your experience with the game is not going to be uh, yeah. what mine is. Mm-hmm. That's I what think I figured. That's super interesting. Yep. And the other thing like I've been trying to kind of gauge how well I'm doing. Okay. Uh like trying to figure out am I doing something wrong? Am I taking too long? Is it meant to be this? And like when I search like and I'm trying to be careful about it because I don't. I'm not trying to look up the best like yeah boons, like I said. But like I'm, I'm trying to search like how many attempts did it take for you to clear the first time, and like the other thing is, is this game was in open beta for so long. Yeah, is that right? Open beta. It was in, pre- it was in Epic's version of early access. <laughs> early access. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That like I think everyone that's played the game has had a different experience. I'm with sure, it. yeah. Because they've been adding to it and adding to it and adding to it, and so I have no idea, like how I'm supposed to or or what yeah, the like how do you, how do you know how much you've for, seen or what you've seen? Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of a unique thing, I guess, because you normally when you play a game, like the reference. Like you can go right on the internet, and there's just all this information on yeah what you need, and I I mean I guess that that is there. Like I could look up what should I what upgrade should I choose to for the best build, but mm-hmm. you know I don't know I I think that game's sweet. I can't wait for you guys to play because I do think you'll like it. Yeah, I'll um I'll probably dig into that pretty soon here. Uh. I, I was gonna try and play a little bit of it before we recorded, but I didn't have time. So yeah. Um. Sorry, I rushed you. No, it's okay. I got plenty of other things to talk about. But yeah, like the the number that I saw get thrown out for writing in that Amount game of dialogue was like three hundred thousand lines. Like that's not words. 
that's lines. And some of it is nothing. I, w- I want to be clear. Oh, I'm sure. Like there's there's a lot of it that's just oh you're looking good today, Zagreus. But like, like, dude, like that's that's like multiple novels worth of it, it writing. It kind of makes me think <laughs> that just every game should do open access, early access. Uh, uh, I don't know. I. I don't. I don't think it would work for every game, so I need to run that statement back a little bit. But yeah, certain certain things definitely benefit from it. Yeah, th- and this is one of those situations because they were just able to add and add and add and add and add and add and add yeah. and add and add until they have this product now that's robust yeah. as hell. It's it's a really early access and everything is such a is such an interesting path that the industry took a couple years ago because ones that do it well, it's so exciting when they release and it's, and it's, and it's known that it was handled really well. And, and, and then you feel really good because if you did back it, then you know that like you, you literally helped fund them. Yeah. To making it. Game. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Kickstarter is like, I'm going to fund this now and maybe in like five years, I'll see a return on something depending on what yeah. it is. But like early access stuff is like constant changes. It, yeah, you get to be there every step of the yeah, way. Yeah, depending on the depending on the game, you are like potentially engaged the whole time. Like they're taking feedback and making tweaks, and you're seeing those tweaks. And it's like it's it is such a. I'm very glad it exists. I think plenty of games have abused it, and uh, you've there's plenty of horror stories on Steam where games went yeah. launched in early access and like never actually finished and then they abandon the game and stuff and it's you know that sucks but when when ones do it really well it's it's like it's a really feel-good moment and i it's just an interesting thing to me because i feel like when they put the early access like label on there they're like free of criticism a little bit not necessarily like so rogue legacy 2 on rogue games here rogue legacy 2 came out not too long ago in early access and I think its initial offering is like really thin, and I don't know that people are really excited about it, from what I've heard. And that is where it—that's where it is. Like maybe you should have waited a little bit. Like where, where, when do they, when do you make a decision to launch what you have as early access? Like what, what do they consider enough content? to launch an early access. Some games, there's some games, no hard line for that. I, I, right. There's no way to, right. And, and like some, some games launch an early access that feel like complete games. But, but I feel like as long as the pricing isn't egregious, then they should be, I mean, if they're up front and say, Hey, this thing is not finished. We don't have any content. Yeah. We're giving you it to giving it to you for this reduced price. Yeah. Like you don't really have a lot of complaints that are valid, I would say as a consumer. Like just don't don't wait for it to go 1.0. If if that yeah. all that stuff bugs you, wait for it to go 1.0. I will never play an early access game personally. No. I don't I don't want to. Well, I won't say never, but I don't I want to see the finished product. I don't want to see I think I I don't I don't want to play through something and then get past a point where they would add content that I would have enjoyed. Like I right. don't I don't want that. And that's and, why it works I, for certain games, like like rogue games specifically are perfect candidates because yeah. you're supposed to play them a billion times. So yeah. So even if they do add something that's drastically different, like you just, you know, play it. <laughs> yeah. You just play it again. 
But like I had one really good early access experience and that was that was Dirt Rally. Like Dirt Rally was the first one. That was a hey, are people still interested in the Dirt Sims franchise? Yeah. Or or like like I like the the old ones were the Colin McRae games and mm-hmm. Dirt and Codemasters had been making arc, like arcadey rally games for a few years and it was like oh let's do this in early access we have a good a bit of content already and let's see if let's test the waters and yeah. it was really successful <laughs> like it, yeah. it it was really great and like i got in on a cheap it was cheap when it was in early access and as they added stuff over time they ramped it up to a normal full price game and like that was extra rewarding where like i showed that i believed in it and i i benefited off of it basically because i just got a ton of stuff added for free to it over the course of development and like that so, was a great experience yeah yeah i think specific go, go ahead i don't want to cut you off i don't i don't have much other than that other than like I, I I don't I I don't know I don't know what I was gonna say. It's just they. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I ruined it. No, Sorry, okay. listeners. It's my fault. Missing content. It's my fault. <laughs> but uh, the, I, the reason I like bring this up is because I think it's interesting. Um, because I just played Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. And that game released. People played it for a month, and then complained that there's no nothing else to play. Mm-hmm. Right. And and. This has literally happened with every games as a service game that's been released. Yeah. That's it. that's how it works. Yeah. People they say, "Okay, we have a game as a service." Mhm. And then the game comes out, and then people play through the content that they have, and then there's nothing substantial left in the game because they haven't made it yet because they just had <laughs> built this entire yeah. game. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then the the games media goes crazy, "Oh, this game's and sometimes it as in the case of Marvel, the player base starts to fall off. Right. It's not good for the game. Right. And so like, I think for one thing, I think we as a gaming culture, I'm speaking generally here, need to like pepper our uh, expectations a little bit more with games as a service, because like there's no possible way for a game to launch with just like three years of content. There's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's not how it, it, it works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I would argue that the games need to get off the ground and make some money in order to like be that, that this is the argument for early access. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and I think, like Marvel Avengers, Marvel's Avengers would have been good if they said, "Okay, here's the game. We have the story. We have some content. After we're releasing sixty bucks, but it's early access. Just all they have to do is change the messaging. Maybe some people would buy. The problem is probably people wouldn't buy it as right as much. I, I think it's weird. Like the it's this stuff gets weird at higher development costs, yeah, right? Yeah. Like like Avengers." Crazy property, crazy license. Uh, Square Enix, huge publisher. <laughs> Crystal Dynamics, long-running development studio. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, like, with probably a ton of ton of employees. And so 
it's it's one of those things where it's like they probably I I wouldn't be surprised if multiple people over the course of that game's development were like we should launch this now and we should launch yeah. it now at a reduced price with what we have and message it Go- this way going forward that's what I'm cuz this literally happens with every games as a service yeah, game it and, does. and and with every company every big company trying to make one now yeah. like they need to be better about the messaging cuz frankly I'm tired of me I'm tired of hearing oh we don't have any more to play like it's a game you it takes time for the stuff to get made yeah. and then you check back in and and play it like I I just I don't know I it's think a, I think with that game specifically and you'll probably disagree but like it was pretty clear it was going to be this from the moment it was announced right that it was going to be light on content yeah. Oh yeah, I I think that about. I mean, I don't have every games but, service but, but game my in point, front of me my, to be able my to. My point is that like it it it's not worth jumping into. Is where I was gonna go with that. Like it it's thin on oh, con- until it, until that content yeah. is is yeah 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 yeah. And and that's why I mean, the I, player base falls away and whatever. Because like I don't know, they're not they're not doing. They didn't have a good enough plan to like keep, people, keep around. people around or like at least at least give a roadmap like the thing the thing that's been really cool with destiny like destiny did the same thing destiny launched poor <laughs> it was in a really poor state and yes but they were as far as i remember pretty communicative about okay this is what's coming we we work we promise we have we have this stuff this stuff yeah. this stuff and then and then they just got better and better about that at handling the messaging. where where but it, it became takes time to work out those that's, yeah well, that's my point is like if yeah. this is a service it, the, the same thing happened with street fighter and we've talked about it for mm-hmm. th- three years four years however many years we've been playing street fighter and everyone's like i said the other night i keep seeing it on end of the year or end of the generation <laughs> list like street fighter is a really good game now and it's a game people you know crapped Hated, on for yeah for so many years because it didn't have enough stuff like yeah it's just i don't i don't know what the solution is other than for no I th- for studios to be more communicative with with like the gamers but i also don't think that they always know because game development is a wonky thing i don't think that they always and, know either because the problem yeah. the problem is for hey anthem remember anthem mm-hmm. yes what why would they spend more money developing that game when it tanked Right, and so like that promise of future content might not ever well, even be realized because is, because that, all the players stop playing it and nobody cares about it anymore. But I I want to say that it's the developers' fault then. Oh yeah, yeah. For not believing in their product. Yeah, and they need to they need to stick it out and say okay, we're developing this thing. It's going to be light at the beginning, and we have this roadmap, just like you said, with all this stuff coming, like Destiny did. Yeah. If because Des- Destiny could have did the same thing, they could have freaked out as soon as the game came out, and and yeah, abandoned it completely. I the the and I wonder if Square is one of the companies that will show. Yeah, you kind of see what they're made of. Yeah, are like are they going to stick it out? Or are they going? I wonder if they're going to be like, eh, we're wiping our hands of this one because like I, it's. You I know. can't. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that Marvel would have problems with people pl- like people play that stuff and buy that stuff and eat that stuff up. Yeah. Like I think if they stuck to whatever they have 
whatever content, uh, sorry, excuse me, release program they have. Yeah. Like if they stuck to it, I I cannot imagine people would would be falling off of that, and or at least they would come back and check in every time new stuff came out, and to the point where you have a huge game that you can start, you know. Ch- charging an ultimate edition for or you know yeah. whatever and and like that destiny is a good example you know they did that and like look at that game now look at final fantasy 14 yeah i mean like, square didn't give up on final fantasy 14 that's true games as a service take time a service like the the servicey part of the game yeah they need to acquire like things to for you to do do you know what i mean yeah so whatever, that's my uh, that's my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> would you be Would you be really upset if, if if Avengers died? If that went nowhere, I'd be bummed. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset. I think the premise of like a game where I can play as new Avengers every couple months is exciting. Yeah, and and a sandbox of like you know just like Destiny does, where they they release a new event and they put a new boss in like. Avengers has a, a, yeah. a list of, of, you know, villains and, and locations and it's, it's endless that they could they'd do. And I, and I think a studio that doesn't capitalize on that would be ri- yeah ridiculous. It's like, what? it's funny. Cause like, I mean, it's not like this hasn't been tried before. There was a Marvel MMO that, um, yeah. that got shut down because yeah. it just wasn't doing well. <laughs> Um, and that was uh, that was a game I literally never knew existed until it was being shut down. So like, it, who knows? You know, you th- yeah. by the same logic, like you would think like that would be a huge thing. And I and I I do I think that was on consoles, so it wasn't like just like a PC the, thing. I do think like the AAA, the type of game that Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix is yeah. is a little more uh, just accessible than a, a full-on MMO. Yeah, probably. Um, I, th- I think there's... Because I... I don't know. I, I mean, the MMO scene, I would say, is a little bit different than the casual... Not casual, but... Yeah, I think that game was just a beat-em-up. It's just when I hear... What, Marvel's Avengers or the, the, the MMO, MMO one? Oh, really? I think it... When I, I hear think MMO, so. I think, like, World of Warcraft character... I mean, I yeah, guess I mean, it doesn't just Desti- doing all that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't mean that anymore. It do, it's yeah. not. It do, it's not indicative of a play style. It's it's yeah. just the it's a games as a service essentially is what it is. Um, but yeah, I played a lot of beat 'em up games. A lot, a lot of beat 'em up games, dude. I think Marvel's Avengers beat 'em up is pretty good. Hmm. Pretty like. If you play, if you like beat 'em up games, there's enough meat there. Hmm. Like if you don't, if you don't like the genre, that's then don't play the game because fans of the genre should play Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> well, I do think, I mean, especially like when you start grinding with it, yeah, like that. There's just a lot. There's a lot to, and like I just started y- Yakuza Zero. Yeah, and like that is a beat 'em up game in which I heard no one complained about the combat, but it it's not. It's real whatever, Super. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Yeah. And I would point at Avengers and say it's it's way more in depth and there's a oh, lot I'm more sure. to dig and and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it's all right. We're uh 
the developers will get that messaging right one day. One day. And these gamers won't have to, you know, hear all the games the, media complain about everything. The thing that the thing that's interesting specifically with Marvel's Avengers is it, you know, it came out as a full price game. And and, yeah. and Destiny came out as a full price game and etc. Yeah. So like if 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 somebody wants to get that thing right, I I think the the cost is gonna really matter. Like and the thing and, and it's gonna get more expensive. Like next gen yeah, console console yeah. games are going to seventy dollars. So like and now then you have to do the charge for content as they release it, or like then you get into that. Yeah, I I just think like with Marvel, if they just would have released the single player campaign at like ten or ten or fifteen hours or whatever it is, and like they didn't even say anything about games as service, no one would have a complaint. Right? About if they if they like. If it was like this is no what one this, would say anything about the price. If this is what this like, game this is. This is a single player narrative. It's shorter. Yeah. It's sh- here's what this game is, but it's actually like it. It has all the backbone of we can continue to expand on it. Kind yep. of like kind of like Ghost did, where suddenly, yep, hey, exactly. here's this multiplayer mode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. They and, should and they should do that. Yeah. That and everyone's like all happy with Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And and I've seen a lot of people online like do playing their sur- survivor mode. They're yeah do it pl- grinding characters and all kind of stuff and i just you yeah know. it's funny it's it's probably like in 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 marketing meetings they're like we have to let people know that this is not something that we're gonna abandon or it's only a 10-hour thing or whatever i think there's i think there's a fear of um people not wanting to buy in quote short experiences like that I mean, you see, well, you see it in you see it in comments on everything. People are always yeah. like, "This isn't worth my money," or what? Because it, it's only this long for this price. Like a lot of people do think that way. So yeah. that's it's. I I'm glad I'm not in that position for any video yeah. game because yeah. like I don't know I, how you would ever do any of it. It's. I kind of think with the license, they have a right to charge, but. Ooh. Speaking of, because of the licensing thing, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, but, like, how we talked about last episode, like, where licenses can become a problem. Well, the license costs money. That's why I... Yeah. That's why I say that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you got... If you pay for something... If you pay for the rights... Everything costs money, really, is, well, is yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. If you pay for the rights to use that, then it has to be... You have to get it back, or else you can't make the thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's kind of what makes the world go round. What that's that's how we're able to get this thing into our hands. So yeah, I don't know. Hades is a good game, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent game and excellent use of uh, early access. Every every developer should look at that and think hard on whether they should do that with their game yeah. or not. Yeah, because I really think that that game's use of early access and the messaging that they used in promoting that game has helped that game achieve. It's going to be on a lot of people's yeah. end of the year lists. And, and because of how good super giant, the people that made it, the studio that made it because of how well they did all of that, like they're reaping the benefits. Mm-hmm. As far as and I know, that was a very good early access experience for everybody that stuck around for it. That's the point that I'm trying to make Yeah, is all. Yep. So, but I got more games. I know you do. What else? Do what else you been playing on? Uh, what else did you put four or five hours into, and then say, okay, I probably probably don't need to play this. Uh, 
How about uh? What else did you put four or five hours into into and then say, yeah, I think I can, I think I'll come back to this. Well, so go go there first. Okay, so one the one of those is Star Renegades, which oh really? Yeah, so Star Renegades is again a roguelite. <laughs> there's there's so many of them, you, we can't get away from them. But it's on Game Pass and it's on PC, and I think you literally can't get away from a roguelite. The experience is meant to be played forever. Yeah, like the Sandlot movie. I got you like that it. I got right it. There. Wow, that's good. I got, I'm I've, glad you I've got seen the Sandlot reference. a million times. Who hasn't seen that's, the Sandlot? That's true. I uh, yeah, Star Renegades is a roguelite. It's a turn-based battle game, and 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 a traditional turn-based game. It's not like a it's not on a grid or anything. It's not like XCOM. It's it's a straight up traditional turn based game. Um, the only thing is, it has a front and back row, which is also pretty traditional at this point. That goes all the way back to like Final Fantasy two or something. Dragon Quest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Star Transition. Star Renegades. I don't have a ton to say about because I I was getting my ass kicked. Didn't play enough with it. Well, I was I I I did probably like four runs. And the way that it works is uh, the it's very similar to Into the Breach as a premise where the world is suddenly being destroyed by some robots from other from outer space and they they successfully win and some scientist figures out how to send people back in time and create different timelines and different dimensions and stuff. And that's the premise of why it's a rogue game, because as soon as you die, uh, it's it just means that timeline failed. And so that's the basic premise of robots taking over some planet. I don't think it's Earth. And the combat... Is it Sarah? <laughs> it's not Sarah. I don't even... Re- Are the characters big and beefy, muscly guys? No, they're actually very small and spindly, but the one character, like, the main character in quotes is a woman wearing, like, a mech suit, like, a power power armor, and she, like, has this giant sword, and, like, the art style is actually pretty cool, and it's animated really cool, and it's, like, it's, like, the... It's, like, high-res pixel art, so, like, it's, it's detailed, but it's still chunky and you know you can see the pixels and stuff and i think it has a really nice look i think that's a really cool looking game a lot of the animations are really cool looking high res uh yeah bit graphic look and and they're like they're like placed into like 3d environments which is really cool because like some of the stages will look really awesome that you're like fighting on because they're Mm -hmm. they're they're more detailed and they have like depth and stuff and so like it's a really nice looking game i think the on the flip side of that the ui is like i have no fucking idea what i'm looking at because <laughs> there is a busy. lot of information there's so much information yeah. in that game and the the turn based stuff is really cool because it, it it is like the one saving grace of turn based battles that like i still get interested in and it's the ones that have a timeline within the battle so like where you can manipulate the yeah like you can pu- strategize a little you bit. can push somebody back and then you can attack before they attack yeah, or like yeah. you can totally interrupt them and then they don't get to attack like that's the best form of traditional turn-based games so like that part is what's fun about that game and trying to like figure out okay i'm gonna do this and then they're gonna do this and this and this and again it's it's like into the breach because 
in Into the Breach, you you plan out all of your moves, and then so, you uh, decide like, okay, we're gonna does it have go. is it similar to Into the Breach where you're just selecting fights, or does it have you actually like walk? Are you like uh in an in a 3D environment moving around? You select stuff? fights basically okay. because again, like Into the Breach, you you're dropped into your run is based on. I think you go through three planets and then like the mothership of the in the invading robot alien things. And when you're on a planet, you're you're thrown into a map on the planet where you get to choose where you go, like into the breach. And you have an idea of what you're going to get for going there and you have an idea of what the enemies are, et cetera, et cetera. So like you can make an informed decision on what to do and what path to take. And you're basically just working against like a countdown timer until like the big boss appears of that yeah, yeah. of that portion of the run. That is what I couldn't get past. I could not get past that big boss. I, I have no idea what I could do better to get past the boss. I I was seriously demoralized by this game. Like I don't know how to do it. I don't know what I could have done differently or what. And the thing with it being a roguelite is in between runs, you are you are getting permanent changes to your subsequent runs. So, like, yeah. you're unlocking other characters with different abilities. You're unlocking different weapons that you can start with. You're unlocking different uh, weapons and items that can appear in your run that are better, etc., etc. So, I think you probably have to bang your head against it a little bit before you start to see progress. And that's the part where I kind of lost interest. Like... Certain games do that well. Yeah, I feel like, like that's usually what you like. C- in a game. Certain games do that well. Like I think you, you know, we talked. I love Spelunky. We've talked about Spelunky a lot already. Like Spelunky is not a huge time investment to learn things. Yeah. Star Renegades, the the runs, yeah, run is gonna be a, is gonna be expanded amount. Of time. I mean, even that first planet's probably half an hour. If if yeah. you know, depending on how quick you parse all the information and make decisions and stuff, but like that's one part of a run. So that is that that is potentially a big investment. And if you lose, you know, then you're going back and you're doing you're doing chunky runs as opposed to like little bite sized ones. When wouldn't you say that about um Into the Breach though too? No, Into like, the Breach you, is really quick. You're uh I mean, a, a a good run's over an hour, hour and a half. No way, no way. Oh, I could have sworn. No, I was blo- I, I was blowing I was blowing week. through that game. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your play speed. It's going to be different, but like I would blow through into the breach. Like when I was like really going hard on that game, it got to. A, I feel like each individual battle was like five to seven minutes. Maybe Would you say that's accurate. I, I don't know. I mean, do we need to? I get... mean, there are at least five turns. I don't know. It doesn't really. Matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we need to get like it. that deep into it. But, but like, for for me, personal preference, like the 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 return of what I did in like four runs, I was like, okay. You don't feel like you have a good grasp I, I feel, enough to keep going. Well, I feel like I'm gonna have to do this a bunch before I'm even close to being able to do this boss and like the it's it's not in that interesting like the combat's actually really deep and crazy and and i wanted to learn more of it and i still might like this i I have this on my wish list on steam and maybe someday on a sale i'll grab it and give it another chance 
there's a lot to the game. Like it is, yeah. it is really deep. Like it has a lot to dig into and learn and understand. And I could easily have been totally fucking something up and like not understanding it well enough. Well, you did say that you have no idea how to read the information on the screen. No, I mean, I do. I better. <laughs> I know how to read it, but it, it's, it's a lot. It's overwhelming. Like, do you think you could get better at parsing that and using that? Ma- maybe. Or, like, do you think you could improve there? Maybe because like, the the thing that the thing that really kind of bothered me is um in in turn based games that let you manipulate the timeline of attacking. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't let you go too far with that. Where like if you if you are able to interrupt an enemy, you interrupt them that turn, but next turn you literally can't. It doesn't let you. And past games kind of let you break that a bit. Like if if you can do it. You can do it every time. And the way that Star Renegades does it is once you break an enemy, they are absolutely attacking next turn no matter what. And yeah. like that that's the part that was like really you have to think like You have to kill them if you're gonna interrupt them almost. And you can't do that with big bosses. Like yeah, you know, so like you might you might delay a boss one turn, but like next turn it's gonna completely like fucking wreck you. And it's and you can't really do much about it. You can't heal mid-fight unless a character lets you heal, which I didn't have a character that lets you heal. So that goes back to grinding a bit to maybe maybe there's a character yeah, that, that lets yeah. you heal. So like that that was really hard. Like it was it was it's just re- it was really punishing. Like it it was like extremely punishing. So I don't know. You know, I, I do you think I more than uh, isn't Darkest Dungeon? Isn't that like a run based yes. experience? So this game is also very similar to Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> um, Darkest Dungeon is even more punishing. It's incredibly punishing. But the way that Darkest Dungeon works is you you are kind of like doing a campaign that um, that I would say that game is more akin to learning. And, and applying your knowledge into uh, attempts on things as opposed to um, it has roguelite elements where you're getting permanent upgrades between runs, but like you're kind of um, you're kind of making progress through that game every time you play it. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you're, and you're building up to an assault on the darkest dungeon. So like you yeah. have all these different options to do things and it's on like a longer scale and bigger scale of a timeline where like you're, you, you do feel like you're actually progressing every time you do something basically. And I didn't, I didn't get enough of that in my little very short period of time with star renegades. So like I could have, you know, I might've, I might've been on the cusp of it or something and I just didn't get there, but it, it just felt really brutal darkest so dungeon is really a, brutal though too like it's super interesting brutal. like i'm just going back to into the breach i've like played a good bit of that game yeah and i keep bouncing off it and kind of not coming back mm. to it like i enjoy it when i play it but i feel like i don't carry enough from one thing to the next oh you don't at all basically yeah and, and that's kind of why like yeah once i put it down i like don't end up picking it back up for a long time because yeah the uh there's it just feels like a, a, a like a one hour or whatever length it takes me for to do one run play session uh-huh. and then it's hard sometimes it's hard for me to get invested in that because i know after it's over 
Uh, it's just kind of done. So like, I, I appreciate the the combat mechanics. I, I enjoy that part of the game. I think it's tight as hell. Yeah. Like it's it's really balanced. It's it's good. And like I like how bite sized the battles are in that. Mm-hmm. But it, just the not carrying over thing is is like what keeps me from like keep continuously playing it like i would spelunky or hades or another yeah run based it's it's interesting because like i think um i think i prefer the not carrying things over in a way because i i think i like you know from the from the decent bit i've played of of the genre that does and does not do progress between runs like yeah i think it's more enticing to and it, it's not it's not necessarily it's not more enticing i think it's a better proof of design that you don't need to carry progress through in order to get further like into the breach i think is brilliant because it doesn't carry stuff through and you are able to win runs yeah. no matter what right so yeah. like that is that's really appealing because and and spelunky's the same way it's I'm starting this, and I know I could win this. Where stuff like Rogue Legacy and Darkest Dungeon, actually, and Star Renegades, I'm starting this run knowing I'm going to lose and just trying to unlock the next thing. And, like, that that personally is where, like, I could go either way. Like, it, yeah. might, it, it might grab me. I played a shit ton of Darkest Dungeon. I love that game. Yeah. Star Renegades kind of turned me we'll off. See. Rogue yeah. Legacy, I banged my head against and just wanted to complete. But after I f- after I completed it, I think that game was not that good. Like yeah. in in hindsight, I think that game was not very good. So I, I need that sense of progression to keep me from like flipping the hell out of the <laughs> game when I lose it on a good run. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, it like like with Spelunky, I just laugh when I die. Yeah. I would never, never be able to complete that game without like the shortcuts that it's given me and without the like progress you're making in that term so that I can at least see past the stuff that I've yeah. made it to in one run. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's interesting because like I, I'm I'm at the point now in Spelunky too where I I cons- you're just running I consistent- from the start. I consistently yeah. get to like world five at least almost every time now. And 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 I would argue it's because I play through that every time. But you don't have yeah, to. Sure. You don't have to because it has shortcuts if you don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it, it 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 could go either way, basically. Like FTL, mm-hmm. the the game before Into the Breach, I never fucking beat a run of FTL. I think that game is incredibly hard. It's so so challenging. And I still played the hell out of it. And you carry you carry literally nothing between runs in that one. Like where into the breach, you at least get to keep a pilot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you can start with a powered up mech and stuff. <laughs> FTL, you have you're nothing. You have nothing. nothing. Yeah. You are starting from scratch every time. And um, I don't know. I think I, I think into, I do just uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. I looked into Star Renegades a little bit uh, because I'd heard it about it on a podcast. Shout and out I DLC. Did read, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Yeah. Uh, I did read that sometimes you can start and just be screwed from the start of your run because yeah. of whatever elemental or abilities that the boss is going to have. Mm-hmm. If you don't have someone in your party that can oh, man. 
as so you're essentially just wasting a run really as a positive star renegades is a really cool fucking game like like yeah. i like i do want to say just it it is super cool it, it the everything that they jammed into that game is really impressive and they have the nemesis system oh nice that that is essentially what it is like you that's cool that would give incentive for me to keep doing runs it's, really it's super cool because like yeah. th and that's part of that's part of where like there's such an information overload in that game like where maybe i'm just not paying enough attention to all of the nitty-gritty stuff to be yeah, successful yeah. but like yeah. But you you acquire that knowledge if you keep doing runs. Yeah. I would I would I generally so like that it. boss I was losing to at the end of that one world every time is the same boss, right? Until you beat him. Yeah, yeah, and and until you beat him, it won't generate another one, which I think is awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. And there's that's a bunch a cool and there's a it. bunch of like mini ones. Like there's there's minor bosses like mini that boss. mini boss yeah. yeah there there's a bunch of them that actually hades does that too now that we're talking oh about that's that. sweet yeah like so like yeah. if you if you don't kill one in one run it'll be there in the next one and you might not really again encounter it but if you kill yeah. if you do kill one they're gone for good and then it generates a new one on a new run and like that that's neat that's so neat like in this little in this little roguelite game, like they threw in something similar to the Nemesis system, which like yeah. nobody did. Nobody did yeah. that, and it was it that I I really appreciated that. Like that part of it is yeah. awesome. So it's it's a solid game for sure. So did you play Breach on your Switch or did you play it on your PC? PC. Do you think Renegades would be better if you had it on your Switch? Would you, like, <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's you? a good Switch game. I don't know. I feel. I feel like checking in and out is is you can save in runs. It's it's not punishing like that. Like you yeah, you can yeah, back yeah. out of a run and come back to it later. It's 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 yeah. you don't have to do it all in one go, which is nice. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That would maybe be a good switch game. But speaking of good switch games, yeah. And, and, turn based combat. Mm -hmm. I started Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, what an and, undertaking. Uh, yeah, I kind of wanted one. Yeah. I just wanted a game that I could chip away at on my Switch like for the next couple months, really. I've played a lot of little short games mm -hmm. in the past couple months, and I was looking at the Switch calendar, and the only thing that's on there that I can think of that I'm interested in playing is Pikmin 3. Mm-hmm. And I can wait for that. So I just decided, yeah, what the heck? Um, I haven't played a JRPG in the traditional sense since Final Fantasy VI. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, I took the dive into Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty pleased. I think. Yeah. To start off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know um, what to say about it. I'm probably 10 hours in. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated at how much it resembles just like a straight-up Game Boy game. Yeah. With uh, with nice graphics, <laughs> is what I would say. Like, the, the way you navigate a menu, like, is just the exact same thing as it would have been on Game Boy with Dragon Quest 1. 
Like you go to a point to save, you go to a church to save, it, it gives you the little save noise when you save over your file. Yeah. Like everything about it is is that aesthetic. Tradition, you know traditional, saying? old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I don't dislike that. Yeah. I don't know that I... I don't like it really. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not. It doesn't give me feelings of joy for, to have that, or you know or potentially nostalgia, right? Because like I don't know that did you really play a lot of super old? I played RPGs. I played a lot like of that? Pokemon. Yeah, I played Pokemon's Dragon Warrior Monsters. I mean, that's prim- primarily what I played on my Game Boy, like yeah. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. So just yeah. that little, you know. I mean, just that menuing. It, it, I would say Zelda counts, kind of actually, for hmm. for top down like dungeons. I mean, you're not doing turn based combat in Zelda, but the game essentially works yeah. the same way, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in. I'm not interested. I just think it's interesting in how they built this with that in mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have this big fancy consoles that can run all these games and they're like eh, we're gonna do the old thing yeah i think a lot of uh i think a lot of straight up kind of niche japanese games always will do that yeah 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 so it does it doesn't detract from my playing experience it just doesn't really add to it yeah i I will say that i think the art is fantastic Mm -hmm. uh it's akira toriyama the guy that does dragon ball z so the monster designs are hilarious they're awesome yeah and they're varied like there's probably 10 different been 10 different monsters in every area i've been to so far Mm. um so that's fun uh the combat has this really nice like it defaults to you know when, when a battle comes up it has like tactics is the first thing that you click on and so you click, you open that tactics menu and it basically gives you like options like always attacking attack but don't use magic oh balanced so, attack okay so you can set so, stuff like that ah so you you hit it and then it, the 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 whole battle will just run this is the stuff that final fantasy 7 remake needed yeah, yeah yeah so so there's also one of those that says listen to commands yeah so like if i want to input if I want to input the attacks every time, then I can click that one and then everyone, it'll just go right to menu and then you're, you know, you're doing spells and whatever, a normal right. turn-based combat. So I think that's sweet because, yeah. you know, you, you start a, especially at the beginning of the game, when you start a, a JRPG and, and really most of the way through a game like that, half the time you're hitting attack, 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 yeah. attack, like through the menu anyways. Mm-hmm. And it just gets rid of that completely. It gives you the option to fast forward the animations, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can I can blitz right through a uh, a battle in like two seconds, mm-hmm. and the game runs pretty good, so it feels like it's it's not wasting my time, and you know JRPGs are grindy. Like, yes, I'm 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 repeatedly doing fights to to level up, uh, and and having that added to the game makes that a lot easier totally yeah and uh one of the cool things about it is that it does the pokemon thing where the newest pokemon where you have enemies in the like they they're modeled in oh the world, yeah like you can see they it's, run not, it's not random encounters 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a random encounter. So, like, I can, if I don't want to fight anybody, or if there's an enemy that does poison in an area, and I don't want to have to constantly have antidotes, yeah. mm-hmm. I just don't run in and fight that enemy. Yeah. And so, it feels modern, I guess, yeah. in, a, in a way. It's funny, like... Because it's it's being respectful of, of my time in that sense. Yeah, there... And I appreciate that. It, I, I love that it took Pokemon so long to do that, because, like, traditional JRPGs kind of started doing that a while ago (laughs) like and like because i was playing persona 4 earlier this year and like persona 4 did that in 2009 or when or 7 or whenever that game came out i bought that game on steam yeah Yeah. i i mean it has all of this auto battle stuff and you can tell them to do specific things and whatever and it just i still i still can't sit through a lot of that stuff it just gets so boring yeah, and, and that that it that's why like Dragon Quest Eleven specifically has always been one where I'm like maybe someday I'll play that like I I've never played a Dragon Quest maybe I'll give this one a shot it's supposed to be a good one and I just especially knowing how long that game is and and whatever it's just I I just don't think I can do it I just I get yeah. I lose interest and and Persona has a really cool story and characters that I like a lot and I was like invested in that stuff and that wasn't enough. And so, yeah. like, and I bet Dragon Quest other things aren't as strong as that I'm sure either, they're not. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure they're yeah. not. But I, I, I do like the story. I don't, I don't mean that as a knock on Dragon Quest. Yeah, like I don't necessarily. I probably don't need the same level of uh, character development and narrative that you do. Yeah, to to stay invested with the game. Yeah. Um, and so the one the story that dragon quest 11 has given me echoes of a past age i think is what the subtitle is oh i echoes don't know what the a, yeah i don't know what it is echoes of an age man i, I that can't sounds close echoes of something echoes of a previous age i don't know <laughs> um but the story has been pretty good the writing has been fun the animation has been fun uh and then just kind of playing with that like you can go into the menu and change the look of the game to a Nintendo yeah, it, Game Boy look. That is crazy. What a what a crazy thing feature to have in that game. I think that's so neat. I can't believe they they spent the time to render I know. the entire game and it's, I it's know insane. that's it's insane. And and uh so I I've played in that mode a little bit. They don't have any battle animations or anything like right. when like your your little people will just pop up in and it'll be AJ you, or AJ is what I named my uh, my character AJ. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he used a cut and it'll just be like the Pokemon cut, yeah. like right through yeah. him. So it does that, but it has some neat stuff. Like I I found a uh, I found a little world that took me back in time, and there were these like timekeeper people who are I'm sure probably. They're they're called TikToks. Wow, and really? Like the keeper of the timeline. And they're like little ghost looking guys. I, I bet there have been in Dragon Quest lore previous, previously. Like they're not new to this game. Yeah. But they're keeping all these like little books, and someone stole the pages of the books, and so, like part it's like a side quest thing. And I went to the first book, and I I don't know this because I didn't look it up, but I'm guarant I'm not guaranteeing. I'm <laughs> guessing it was the the first Dragon Quest game. There's ten books. I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven. This was oh. like having me find a harp that got stolen. 
it was like this magical item that someone came in. And so like, it's a neat way to, yeah. For people that are fans of the series mm-hmm. to like, look back and that that's assuming that that's what that yeah. was. It's not just some random thing. Well, no, I, I mean, you guaranteed it. So, I mean, if it isn't yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now you can be sued. So be prepared. Yeah. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. But, uh, the only thing I want to add is is they uh, specifically for the Switch release. Yeah. They redid the entire score. Really? With a symph- a symphonic orchestra, like full ass orchestra. Okay. And it is bumping. <laughs> like bumping. The it is like the whole time it's just like da 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 da. Like you're just like trudging through the forest and like it just feels epic and and that. It's a it's a whole symphony. Like it's not even yeah. Like just real instruments. It's a full ass symphony the whole time, which can kind of get overbearing at some points. Yeah, I'm but sure. It, it's re- it's really cool, and they have the option to listen to the uh, the digitized one as well. So hmm. you can just uh, that's neat. That'll probably help yep. me in my my extended adventure. There, there's a lot of things in this game that I think they're really thinking about. the, yeah. the fans of of Dragon Quest. And and I, I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Like I did play Dragon Warrior Monster on Game Boy back in the day. That's really my only experience with this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can appreciate that stuff that it's in the game just and and recognize that it's there for reasons. And I I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to play more of that game. And once I get through it, I'll let you guys know how it is. We'll see you in a hundred hours plus. I don't, I don't think it's that long. I thought it was pretty long. I don't know. I never I looked think... it up. I, I've, I've heard it's long, but I never looked it up. So I could just have people bullshitting. I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my favorite website while you think about what, what game you're going to talk about. I next. got a quick one. It's another game pass one. Uh, it's deliver us the moon. Which was, uh, it's like a single, it's a single player. <laughs> it's a, it's a story driven adventure game basically is all it is. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for AJ to chime in and say how long. Oh, it says 55 hours. If you do a run through, like with just straight run through and it says 88 hours. If you do a run through with yeah side stuff. Okay. So I'll probably, I usually fall like. Me personally, I fall closer to that second one, so I'll probably be seventy-five around eighty. Yeah, and it's Echoes of an Elusive Age. That's it. Is the subtitle. That's right. So yeah, tell us about uh, what is it? The moon. Deliver us the moon. the moon. Deliver us the moon. This, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I. It's just, it. You know, in contrast to Gree, it's a short, relatively short. I think it was like four hours, maybe a little bit more. It's a short, story-driven basic game about push right on the stick no no you definitely have to explore it's more of an adventure game than anything i think in terms of puzzle design like you you don't you aren't managing an inventory and stuff but you do have to use your brain to figure out some things and i think they were like fine like they weren't they were never annoying it was never like what the fuck do i do here or anything it was like it made sense in the world. It made it, like it all made sense. It didn't feel out of place. It felt like it like you were solving puzzles because like you actually like needed to get through this 
kind of fucked up situation. Uh, it, but but what, why I think it's worth playing is because, one, it's science fiction, which is, like, kind of grounded. Um, it's, it's based on Earth. It's far, in the, far enough in the future where Earth has depleted all of its resources, which we are dangerously heading towards in the real world. And they found, you know, some MacGuffin special material on the moon. We just found water on the moon like a week ago or whatever. I don't know if you heard about that. But they found some like special material on the moon that could that they converted into a new energy source that they are beaming back to Earth on this gigantic like uh, like um, wow, sat like satellite dish array. And was it emulsion? No, it's not. And are they using the Hammer of Dawn? Yeah, they are creating the Locust. Deliver Us the Moon is actually a side story to Gears of War. This is the Gears episode, everybody, yeah. in case you it, didn't know. But, I mean, the think of Hammer of Dawn and picture that actually being beamed. Energy. It, yeah, it's it's energy. Not that, destructive energy. Energy it's, it's for constructive energy. consumption. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, the game is based on everybody on Earth... suddenly that energy thing like humans got this thing up and running it was this huge it was this huge thing it was a global initiative so like the entire world came together it wasn't just like you know nasa and russia's space thing and whatever everybody was contributing to this because otherwise humanity was going to die and so um they they built this crazy infrastructure and suddenly one day the energy disappears and because that energy disappears, nobody has contact with the moon anymore. So nobody understands what happened and can't figure out what happened and is never going to figure out what happened until they send somebody there. And they they put together everybody abandons this initiative because there's just we can't. How are we gonna do that? And this little splinter group of scientists puts together one last ship that can make it to the moon. It's a one way trip, potentially send one person up and just see what the hell is going on and why this stopped and happened. And that's the game. And I thought it was really cool. I, I liked the story a lot and it was fun to just look at the moon and it looked amazing. That game has ray tracing and it's really impressive. And uh, yeah, it's on game pass. It's on console and PC. And I think it's worth playing. It can be, I... it can be pretty janky. Um, it's, like with the physicsy stuff because it has a lot of physics based puzzles, so it can be a little frustrating. But I thought it was worth pushing through. I thought it was cool. I uh, I actually looked up the amount of games that have RTX ray tracing in them recently, and the list is not. There's that not big. that many. It's a new thing. It's a relatively new thing. So yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's some weird little indie game. It was a Kickstarter. I I didn't know it was a Kickstarter until the credits. So. Yeah, cool. I think I think it was cool. I think it's worth playing. I uh, I actually got out my VR this week. Yeah, my 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 PlayStation VR, and I uh, played through a uh, I played through Astrobot Rescue Mission. Yeah, and I have landed on. I don't like VR. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that PSVR thing. Yeah. It's just like it's too it's too much, man. It's too much fiddling. Yeah. 
I just want to play the game. Uh, but Astrobot Rescue Mission is really cool. <laughs> if you are into VR, you should play that game. Specifically PlayStation VR. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Uh, so I'll talk about Astrobot a little bit. I think PlayStation needs to double down and make the Astrobots one of their mascots. They are. 100%. They are, yeah. Uh, they're cute. They're hilarious. Uh, the way that they made that game, like the little Astrobot guys running around, they have their own little VR headsets on, <laughs> and the the way they used the technology in that game was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, it's basically a platformer. And I bought it because I played the first level on their like VR demo thing that comes and you get the PSVR. Yeah. They have like the first level on there. And uh, it's basically as if like picture yourself playing Mario, but you get to stand in the wor- in the Mario world. Yeah. And so like, and you are the camera essentially. Okay. So if you push forward, like the camera will track, like the whole you'll move with the little guy. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a whole bunch of things that kind of play with your perspective. Like he'll jump up, your little guy will have to jump up, um, like a cliff face that'll be to your right, and he'll like the platforms will kind of go over your head. So you'll have to like look to the side and watch him climb the cliff, and then as he gets over your head, you'll be like looking up. Okay. And then it'll kind of go over to the left side, maybe down the cliff on the left side. Yeah. And it's constantly, like, kind of manipulating your point of view. Mm -hmm. You might, like, punch a hole in a tunnel. And so you have to, like, bend over and look down that tunnel. And then you'll watch him. You'll you'll be controlling him, of course. You'll, like, control him, walk all the way down the tunnel to get the thing. Yeah. And it's essentially platforming collectibles. Like, you're collecting other Astrobot guys. Yeah, you're rescuing Um, them, right? Yes, that's correct. And, uh, that's essentially what it is. And, uh, I think it's awesome. Like they will do a thing where you can get power ups with your controller. So your controller is rendered in, in the, in the world. Like if you hold it up to your face, you can actually see it in the VR and they have little mirrors. And if you look in the mirror, like you're just a robot. So they'll do a thing where like this little box will come up and you put your controller into the box and your controller will vibrate and the box will explode and like mm-hmm. it, it all happens with the controller it, it feels really immersive mm. and like then you'll have like a gun on your controller and if you swipe on the touchpad it'll shoot bullets and like you'll use those to attack enemies kind of like you would if you're playing Mario Galaxy okay or you'll like use it to knock down little platforms for your guy to then jump on yeah. or you know things like that and uh just it's it's real sweet like when you when you collect one of those little astrobot guys you hold your controller out in front of you and he'll fly all over the place you'll like watch him fly and he'll fly down into your controller and there's like a little hot tub in the in the um touchpad of your controller that all the little astrobot guys go into (laughs) once you rescue them and they'll all just be hanging out and dancing around in there and you can like look and yeah and uh the way it just like uses that technology is is novel. Yeah, being able and to look in like in and around a, a level is sounds really cool. Yeah, and it is. It is really cool. Yeah. And and like just the perspective of things, like yeah. you know, you have a boss fight 
and it's you're fighting a giant monkey and like he's he's huge like you have to look up at him and you're like punching his teeth out for to attack him and all this stuff it it just makes for a really unique experience yeah and it it controls really well and because they're doing like the constant perspective shift thing like you have a double jump but when you do the second jump uh the way the astrobot propels himself is with rockets Mm -hmm. like little so it does like two little lasers that kind of come out of his feet and they go straight down okay so like you can see you can use those like it'll just beam all the way down until it it hits anything Uh, so like you're lining up where you're gonna land or something well yeah you can kind of just use that as like a tool to Uh not get messed up in your perspective of the platform Uh and so that's cool and and you're basically they they basically get creative with the way they hide them and you have to find them by looking around in the environment and then sending your guy to get them that's kind of what the game is yeah and uh that's a neat thing i am glad i played it i would definitely golf clap it which i will do right now um my one point of criticism that I have for it is that I think one hit deaths oh, are no. the worst thing in oh, the world. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> That's like nineteen eighties video games. Yeah. We need to be I don't know why they did that in this. Huh. Like the checkpoints are sort of generous. Like there's a lot of them, so you're not going back all the way. Uh-huh. But like I'm wearing this VR headset to experience this uh-huh. thing i'm not i'm not playing because i want to get challenged uh-huh. and like ch- losing and having to go back and do stuff means i'm gonna have to wear this thing longer which is like you know probably the way i played the game was wrong a little bit because i tried to just crank through it so i was like doing a full world of five levels at a time and then taking a break yeah so it's like playing for an hour and a half or an hour at a time yeah but you know, I'd take it off and there'd be red marks on my forehead and stuff from wearing the <laughs> the VR headset and everything. But yeah, pretty cool. Um I think if you have PlayStation VR, that's something you should look into. It's probably I, it's probably not that expensive of a it's game. It's also probably just, you know, it's a must play, I think. Like if if you have a if you have PSVR, I've, I've heard good yeah. things about that game too, yeah. Like why why wouldn't you play that if you have a PSVR, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you ever come over again, I'll show it to you because it's, it's worth looking at. I think it's a pretty neat thing. And I really was impressed with how, like, how much character the little Astrobot people had. Yeah. And, like, this is such a, this is such a kind of a niche thing that, like, you you know, if you don't have the VR, you wouldn't even recognize them as. Well, are you are you aware of where they came from? No. So, have you ever noticed on your PlayStation a thing called Playroom? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what they're from. That's what they're from, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the VR Playroom is where I played the first mission of Astro. Yeah, that, that thing launched with the PlayStation, and it was like this weird just... It was it was like this weird interactive thing with your camera, and, and the Astrobot was like, you know, the character that the guide. did shit yeah. when you did whatever and, with the camera, yeah. PS5 has that as well. Right, it's launching on, with a different, like a more fleshed out thing with it, apparently. Yeah, and I'm curious to see, you know, what that looks like, because I think 
the Astrobots are cool. Yeah. I think they need to be all in on that as like a mascot for like Nintendo does with Mario. Mm-hmm. Sony needs that with the Astrobots. I think it fits the brand. Like the confetti they were throwing everywhere was little X's and circles and triangles <laughs> and like it was it was PlayStation. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And and that was cool. And I and I liked that. I liked that they had went all in on the we're the PlayStation mascot. Yeah. And they're not really the PlayStation mascot. Like I you don't see that you don't see them used other than like if you would go into that playroom thing. Yeah. So Yeah. That dude should be on the box. He should be on the box. The PlayStation 5 box is is pretty generic, actually, if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even have pictures of the games that you're going to play on it. Oh, no. That's because there's no game (laughs) listed for it yet. That's right. Yeah. Um, I got one last game, and because we're we're long here, this is this is potentially the long, maybe the longest episode or one of the longest episodes. Um. I don't know how much more you got. I have one. Okay. I I played something very specific and weird, and that is Mud Runner, or Mud Runners, <laughs> on on Game Pass. And this is relevant only because uh, Snow Runners. I don't know if it's plural or singular. Snow Runner just came out this year, so that's another you know twenty twenty game, but. I just wanted to mention this because I think it's it's the Death Stranding game prior to Death Stranding. And it goes back even further to a game called Spin Tires that this is it's they're all the same game, Spin Tires, Mud Runners and then Snow Runner, where you are just playing as somebody driving very specific industrial trucks in Russia maybe or something I don't know where it takes place but like some back ass woods remote locations where there's no paved roads it's all dirt and mud and bullshit and it's like a simulator game where you are trying to deliver like logs and shit to lumber mills and you have to wade through the worst terrain you can imagine (laughs) and it's really cool because like you have to worry like your truck being heavy and what gear it's in to get through and if you have all-wheel drive or real wheel drive and if all of your tires uh spin independently or if they spin all at the same rate like you are toggling all this stuff to just move a thing to a point and it is awesome (laughs) <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I played a lot of it in a very short period of time, and I'm definitely going to buy SnowRunner. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of me being impatient and getting pissed about things being slow, y- there are points in this game where you are literally crawling an inch at a time, and I am enthralled by it. <laughs> like, it, it is so cool. Like, the... The experience of it and the simulation and physics interaction and, like, the terrain deformation is really impressive. It's crazy, like, getting stuck in... Suddenly you're stuck in a mud puddle that is, like, so deep that your tires are completely buried. And it's like, how do I get out of this? 
oh, I have a winch on my truck that I can shoot out to a tree and pull myself out. And you can pick, like, all these different places to put the winch connected to. And, like, just seeing how these things work and, like, when you make a delivery, it's like, I made it through this ridiculous situation. Yeah, that's Death Stranding. It's, it's Death Stranding. Yeah, so, like... yeah. That that aspect, that's why I wanted to compare it to Death Stranding, because Death Stranding is fucking awesome. And, like, that basic-ass experience has existed in this series. It's just with cars, basically. And, you know, you have to worry about, are they going to flip over and all that shit. Like, the same thing as Death Stranding. And, like, you don't want to damage your vehicle. You don't want to damage the stuff you're delivering or whatever. And it's really cool. I, I, I think it is, like weirdly cool like the just seeing how stuff works you drive trucks through full-on rivers like you're you were meant to drive a truck underwater basically through a river that is like moving so fast and like that it's so tense like it's the most tense thing to like make it through that ordeal it's it's so awesome and i just i don't know i liked it a lot and I, it's re- I want to get really snow funny. running. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, uh, how's the soundtrack? The soundtrack was really silly. It's like butt metal. <laughs> it's metal. Yeah, it's like heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, and the best part is um, that's absurd. It is. It the the best part is it it only comes up whenever you get near. Like you don't have a radio. There's no. There's no cell towers or service anywhere. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. So, like, whenever you get near, like, a garage or something or, like, a point of interest, you'll hear it, like, come over. It'll, like, slowly come into play and you'll start to hear it and it gets louder and more clear. And it's and it's suddenly just, like, wailing guitars and no vocals and it's just, like, really goofy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very funny. It's very self-aware about how, like, silly it is. Silly it is. Yeah. It's good. It's so funny to me that you are enthralled by that and will will not be impatient with the two mile an I know. hour game. And then like something with like all this writing and yeah. like Paper Mario. Yeah. Fantastic writing, music, like full and you're just like, nah. Yeah. Can't do it. It's I think I think the thing is uh it's definitely it's it's all gameplay first, right? It's it, that yeah, game is yeah. all gameplay. So like the yeah. fact that systems. Yeah, like it, the systems are interesting, like seeing seeing yeah. all the things happen and like this one mission I had to cross the river, but then I had to cross it with a heavier truck and that truck wasn't going to make it. So like I crossed it first with this truck and then attached a winch to the other truck and pulled it through. And it was like I figured that out and I made it happen. And it was like this really satisfying thing of like I overcame fucking nature with this vehicle and it's i just i just think it's so neat and like that wasn't that long mud runners was like 3 years ago so it's a relatively contemporary game and i thought it yeah. was like really um it, it didn't look good and like the colors are weird yeah, and it's pro- there's probably not a ton of budget yeah right no there's saying. no way there's no way there is so like snow runner recently just came out it was it's on pc it's an epic store exclusive so i'm like hoping they gave them some money and like i'm I, I really want to see it. I really want to see like, oh, did they like did they like really jump up and have a bigger budget and like is there more shit to it? So Does it have crossplay? Doesn't Josh wanna Josh play it? Josh did want to play it. I don't know if it does. 
I don't know, but yeah. Would you, would you consider buying a, buying it on PS4 if uh, he wants? To I don't know. PS4? I don't know because I really want to. I really want to see all that. Like you want to see all of that because that terrain getting all fucked up and and every, yeah. that is really hardware intensive. Like keeping like yeah, keeping track sure. of all of that and everything. And I want to see that at its like most. Yep. The most terrain yeah. deformation I can see. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah. Mud Runners. That's on, that's on Game Pass. Might as well check it out. <laughs> Games Pass Mud Runners. Yeah. I got a game that's not on Games Pass. It's the last one that we'll let you guys go. We thank you for listening to us for two plus hours. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing Star Wars Squadrons. Right. Yeah, that's right. I bought a T-Flight Hotas. H-O-T-A-S. I don't know what that stands for, but that's what you call Neat. a flight stick with a thrust uh, thrust uh, lever. So okay. it's like two sticks. Yeah. Do you want me to show it to you? You sent right me a here. picture, I remember. Um. So I had some fiddly business when I launched the game. The flight stick I bought is PS4 compatible, so all the buttons on it are labeled with PS4 inputs Mm -hmm. and then when i i launched squadrons um i had to map the controller yeah they didn't have like an auto setting and the buttons are labeled as one two and three on the thing on the uh on the game okay so i had a really hard time trying to figure out what what to put where yeah and so finally i googled and i found a template and i used the template from google so it, that was a that was a project then i started flying around and it, like the sensitivity was like all goofed up <laughs> so then i had to i had to go and search which settings to use for that as well yeah then I couldn't get the game to run. It kept crashing on me. Oh. So I looked that up as well because I didn't think it was my computer yeah. that would be. Yeah. And there's a, like some fog setting that they told me to turn down in the graphics. So I did that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then the final problem I have is that the game just doesn't list some of the like inputs in the map tube <laughs> okay. thing. So, like, when it was tutorializing, it'll be like, press this. Okay. And then I don't have I don't have anything mapped on my stick for that button because it wasn't in the menu for me to map with. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And so I have to, like, use the keyboard and press it on the keyboard and then go back to my stick... And then, like, re-get the control on the stick to fly. Yeah. So I've, like, messed with some things, and I got it to a a working point. But for a while, man, I, like, couldn't even play the game. And I was so irritated with with that experience. Yeah, I... I could have. I guess I could have told you that's what you would have to do with a very specific controller like that. Well, I assumed I bought. I specifically bought one that sa- that would pair with the game. Uh, like I looked it up. I didn't just randomly pick a flight stick, mm-hmm. and I just assumed the game would recognize 
most of the stick. Yeah. And like I guess in in my my more recent searches I found that there's an option that you can click on in the menu or something that maybe suggests inputs for you okay. that I didn't find when I yeah. when I did it myself. And I don't want to do it now because now I've learned yeah, well, how it's set the up. Way, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it'll still it still will be like I'll be in game and it'll be like press four to drop your bombs. And I'm like looking mm, at the Which stick one was that? I, sit, like, <laughs> I start clicking every single one to try and figure out which one it is. Uh, but that being said, all that being said, did you, uh, you saw, you saw the new Star Wars trilogy, right? Yeah. So there's a part in Force Awakens where uh, Finn and Poe escape from like one of the Star Destroyers they're captured Man, on. Spoilers. Poe's captured. Finn's a turncoat uh, <laughs> stormtrooper, but they they escape in a Tie Fighter. Okay, yeah. And so Poe's find the Tie Fighter, and Finn's shooting the cannons, uh-huh. and they're just like so jazzed because they're uh, like blowing everything up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, did you see that? Did you see that?" Yeah. And like that is exactly what my experience. Once I got the <laughs> stick working, which was a thing. Yeah. But once I got it working, that's my experience with this game, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, so it was worth it was worth all that because you're you're yeah enjoying it was it. it was worth all that all that uh, hassle, and that's part. I'm coming to understand that's part of PC gaming, which is and and also is, specifically weird controller shit. Like as soon yeah, as soon as yeah. you get into stuff like that, like. I don't. I don't know yeah, that any of that would. There's inter- some work involved. I don't. Either that stuff would not interface with a console, or you'd have to buy a very specific console version that you couldn't use anywhere else. You know. Well, it's just like our fight sticks. Yeah. Where it ha- it's like compatible with PC, and it and, and that's what it is. It just has PlayStation inputs, and like it, it didn't. The game didn't recognize the controller as a PlayStation controller with. Yeah those inputs so i i kind of think it's on ea like they they should be better their menu and on this game is garbage <laughs> okay like they just they they didn't do the work in yeah on the back end of because people are going to play with with flight sticks like it's a yeah i mean that's it that's wish fulfillment that's it's why i wouldn't have played without without the stick do you know what I yeah because like it's a game i'm probably never going to play yeah but it's really cool. They 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 have like three or four ships on each side, both Empire and Rebels. Mm-hmm. And the cockpit is all uh like UI like the natural cockpit UI is what you use to read in the game. Okay. Yeah. So like your targeting and your bombs and your shields, all that stuff is like what you're that's what you're paying attention to, like you would be if you're in the actual cockpit of Yeah. Like one of these ships, yeah. And then this is like simulator flying. Yeah. Like you have to divert your power to your shields, to your engine, to your lasers, and it's hard. It's really freaking <laughs> like you're juggling a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I've never, I, I haven't flew anything since Mr. Anderson's Tech Ed flight, flight simulator ninety nine yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm not adept with the flight stick in general. And so it's been a learning process to be honest, but 
Yeah. That feeling when you like bank around, like, cause you can, you can like rotate the stick and it, it, it pitch and yaw is what it's called, mm-hmm. but like it'll diag like your, I don't know how to describe it to the listeners. Like it's when your wings would spin. Uh-huh. So you would do like a corkscrew kind of like if you're flying uh-huh. a plane. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, when you like bank underneath like a ship and turn your your ship around and, and you're you're firing your leading uh tie fighter with lasers and then it, it blows up and then that explosion hits the the hull of your ship and crackles over your yeah like your cockpit it is amazing and like i generally have whooped out loud like several times <laughs> playing and it's it's sweet yeah and and they uh they did a cool thing where, like, you're not just flying in, like, uh, like in the stars. Like, all the levels I played are, like, rendered, uh, like, you'll, play, you'll fight in a storm, or there's one where, like, you're flying over a city, and, like, everything looks gorgeous. You're flying through an asteroid uh, field, or, like, a broken Star Destroyer. You can, like, do all this stuff. They have you doing, like, trench runs where you're flying into, like the trench of the ship and like dropping bombs and like all this stuff. Yeah. And it, it's, it is, it is amazing. Like it, it as someone who, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big star Wars fan. I'm not like diehard. I don't, I haven't read every novel or anything, Yeah, but like just to have that experience is, is exhilarating. Like it, it really is. And, uh, there's some pretty fun, like fan servicey stuff that they have that, you know, I can, I know I can catch because I've, you know, seen the movies and read a couple books and whatever, like, you know, just their conversations, like that part of, of the universe is fun. And and it was when I played Jedi Fallen Order this year too, like that game had some of that stuff as well. Um, and I just, I'm excited to have like the Star Wars John Williams score blasting in my <laughs> ear or, or, or the, the, Death Star March, the dun dun dun, yeah. like and while I'm flying Tie Fighters and blowing stuff up, and like it's been worth, it's been worth it for for that. And I had so much fun. I immediately bought Ace Combat. <laughs> I'm gonna play Ace. Like I gotta use the T the yeah. Flight now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, I was gonna ask, like, do you think do you think that game is interesting at all without a flight stick? Well, I I do think I I think the simulator flying is really cool. Like uh it's it's really unintuitive on how to like like you have you have your your readout of your engine, right? Yeah. And it has like it has like your shields and it has like these three these toggles that you switch to like between um like you can only boost when you have your power at your engines. Uh-huh. You can only charge your shields when you power your shields and you your lasers get more effective when you divert your power to lasers. Yeah. So you're constantly like juggling. It's like a meter almost. Yeah. It is a meter really in the cockpit and it's like your power and you have to like constantly change that. Yeah. To like for the situation you're mm-hmm. in. So you'll be like following a tie fighter shooting at him right so you have your or you'll have your power to lasers 
and then as soon as you blow them up, you'll you'll start getting hit from behind. So you'll have to divert your shields to behind you. So you'll toggle your power to shields, and then toggle your shields to behind so that you don't get blasted from behind. Mm-hmm. Then someone will shoot a rocket at you. You'll have to deploy counter. You have to deploy countermeasures with your rocket. You you hit the countermeasures. Your the it'll say rock rocket averted. Someone else will lock onto you. You're out of countermeasures now. You have to like slam the stick sideways so the thing so the whole plane like starts whirly burden all over the place to try and get out of the mm. the way of the rocket and. Like all of that, like all adds up. Yeah, and it's a lot to juggle. And honestly, like I just die a lot. Sometimes I can't, I can't <laughs> get the system to do that for yeah. me. But when it clicks, it's it feels awesome. And like this is a competitive multiplayer game. The yeah, that's the right. That's true. Purpose of the single player is like just to get you in the ships and get you familiar with the systems. Uh-huh. And like the game wants that level of understanding and stuff yeah yeah and that level of like being able to control that ship and i and i think that's awesome yeah that's cool and and i can imagine a scenario where like i'm flying with my buddies and like you have a tie fighter and i have a tie fighter and you're flying behind me and i got someone tailing behind me and you're like they're shooting at me and i'm dodging and then you come from behind and you blow them up and then we're both like yeah like that that i can see that happening yeah and and that's sweet. Oh man, you know what I mean. There's a there's there's a ton of things you should try. You should try Elite Dangerous. <laughs> Elite Dangerous. Yeah, that's like a that's a long running space flight um, thing. thing. Like essentially an MMO at this point, I think. Yeah. 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 So it's just been it's been really cool. Like I I don't know that I'll play multiplayer. I just kind of wanted to fly the ships, yeah. and it's really hard. Like yeah. I would imagine that I would get go on multiplayer and get destroyed. Um, I sh- I maybe should try it with the controller to see. I-, I would imagine it would be way easier to kind of grasp the probably yeah the systems that it kind of wants you to use, and like the the problem I'm having is like one the buttons are labeled differently, so when it's wanting me to yeah drop bombs and stuff i have to kind of figure out like which one i'm doing which button to press so yeah but i i've been very pleased with with that experience and i enjoy the stick like i i think that level of interactivity is is totally adding to the experience yeah that, that's what i that's what i mean like like if you didn't have that i wonder if you'd be as jazzed about it yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it looks and sounds cool. The 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 campaign kind of has you in like it'll put you at like a war table. Yeah. Like so if you've seen the movies, you know how they always stand around like the hollow table and they're like, "Oh, this ship is going to do this." Yeah. So it kind of gives you mission briefings like that and you can kind of like look around the uh the cockpit of like a star destroyer or whatever rebel ship the rebel carriers that they have and so you talk to different people and they're all like star wars you know aliens and stuff and they all have their own personalities and you can go talk to them and there's there's a level of customization with each ship you can like 
uh, change your lasers and shields and like to kind of fit your preference. Yeah. Like if you want to be a boost all the time guy, or if you want to just be a tank, like you can choose the tankier ship, but then you can also like choose shields and, and weapons that will accommodate that. And, you know, there's a, there's just a, a level of, of the game that I'm not going to really access yeah. in, in my, in my experience, but I think it's cool that it's there. I don't really know like how well this game was received. No idea. I do. <laughs> I did see that uh, they're adding like stuff um, for Mandalorian into it. Okay. Uh, so it would be cool for them to do some like levels where you're actually closer to the planets, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. they really do like want you to fly. Like they'll have space stations and stuff that you're flying around and they want you close to them. Uh, like it's not like a thing where you're way in the open air. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like a lot of the experience is like trying to find where the heck you're at in the middle of a, a vacuous space. Like where, where is this guy shooting me from? Yeah. Just like kind of turning <laughs> all over the place. And but, stuff, yeah. 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 But like the, the starfighter missions on battlefront were always my favorite to do too. So this kind of just, is an extension of that and, yeah and with the added controls of shields and thrusters and all that junk it's it's pretty sweet i think yeah it's definitely some uh some wish fulfillment uh, <laughs> yeah the next thing the thing that you really need is you need the flight stick in vr yeah 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 i could i could i mean is it on psvr yeah, I, I I think so. I mean, I I've heard, it yeah. might not. Maybe it's not on PlayStation, but it's definitely VR capable. It's definitely a VR because like I have the PlayStation flight stick. I could just buy the game in. Oh, like the one you VR. the one you bought would work with PlayStation. Yeah, it's a PlayStation oh, slash PC flight stick. Yeah, so I could play it on VR. I'm surprised you didn't think just, about that. Nah, I just I wanted the high res. Uh, yeah, I wanted it to look as good as it could. Yeah, and um. They ha- they have a thing for computers called Track IR. It's like a little camera you put on your uh, yeah. on your the top of your screen, and you it'll actually track your eyes and move the yep. move the vision of the cockpit around too. So, but yeah, like there's there's a whole bunch of like the the cockpit of the ship goes all the way around you. Like you can hit a button and go to free look, uh-huh. and like, but I don't I don't have time to do that when I'm flying because did they model a person I'm in the also cockpit? piloting the ship oh yeah okay. there's a droid behind you oh, nice. you can talk to the droid he like th- he handles all your yeah all your shield stuff like anytime you hit bombs or like you divert power you'll see him like flick the toggles in the ship it'll go hyper every time you go to hyperdrive he'll like he'll like blast a ship into hyperdrive it, it's 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 sweet it really is like it's worth seeing you know, I don't know if I would buy it if you don't have a lot of interest in it, but, like, if you can get your hands on it or play it at someone's house or something, that would be... Yeah. That's, it's it's really cool. It really is. If you like Star Wars, man, this is, like... <laughs> they're doing good. They're, they're doing good, yeah. I think. Yeah, so... Cool. That's all I got. It's, a, it's an exciting thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun venture. I'm probably, like... I think there's 15 missions, and I um, I finished the eighth one today. Okay. So I'm a good good ways through the campaign. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet. 
Cool. That's all I have for today, though. Man. Yeah, I think I think we got to wrap this one up. Uh, this it's a long one because I got nothing else either. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. If uh, if you've if you've made it to the end of our longer episodes, we appreciate it. If you haven't, that's all right. That's too. all right too, because you're not going to hear this anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, get at us on social media at with punish game. Email is withpunishgame at gmail.com if you want to write in to us about anything. We have a store for some swag. That's always in the episode description. If you're unaware, there is a description to the episode assigned <laughs> to every episode you download. Uh, I recently learned a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a link to that in the description every time. I also always put links to the music that I put at the end of the episode. So, in case you like it, I point I you point you to at? it wherever YouTube. It depends. It depends. You, uh... It depends. So if it's a if they have a Bandcamp page and it's an actual artist, I point you yeah. to the Bandcamp page because you can support them. If if that doesn't exist, then it's YouTube. So what's going on there for this episode? I don't know. I have to figure that out. I always I I always figure that out later when I'm putting it together. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this one I got one thing for the end of the show okay. that everybody needs to remember alright cheese is life cheese is life for sure yeah it's yeah. that is keep playing games that's the thing to live by until next time see ya see ya